On this episode of Hit the Mats Podcast, we review WWE's Fastlane pay-per-view, The Blackheart is Injured, and Batista can't stop drooling over Triple H. Give me what I want! Stay tuned! Tonight's main event. Welcome to Hit the Mats. In this corner, from New Milford, Connecticut, your WWE mentor, Dan the Man. Baloney! And his opponent, from Toledo, Ohio, the filthy casual himself, Chris Hogan! Let's get it on! Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit the Mats Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Holcomb. And I'm Dan the Man Maloney. And we're here to give you all the saucy deets on everything WWE this week. For those of you unfamiliar with the show, this is your weekly world wrestling entertainment podcast featuring Dan, the diehard fan, and I, your resident filthy casual. As we run you through the latest news, review the latest WWE events, And discuss a topic about the world of wrestling for your entertainment. If that sounds like a good time, be sure to hit like and subscribe on the YouTube channel and rate well elsewhere. It really does help us out. Be sure to check us out on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash hit the books. You can also check out our website for links to all of our podcast services and our YouTube channel. That website being htbvids.com. Um, and you can always reach out to us on Twitter at htbvids. And on Facebook at forward slash hit the books. And I hope I covered all the bases. Eh, All right. So I want to extend an apology to everybody out there. Uh, We had the plague for an extended period of time. I had it first, and then Dan caught something entirely more plagified. Thanks, bro. And uh, I refuse to take the blame for this. Uh, It was probably my fault, but I refuse to take the blame. Um, so yeah, we took a sick day. Uh, we actually tried to record an episode, but, uh, because I was so sick, I was coughing the entire time into the mic and trying not to, but still coughing into the mic. And, uh, I had left some programs running in the background, which certainly did not help and, uh, corrupted some of our audio. So I just gave up on it and I trashed (laughs) it. So it's been a little bit of time since we had our last episode of hit the mats podcast. It wasn't for lack of trying. We just fucked up and we were sick. So sorry. <laughs> um, we're sorry. And we're already kind of late on the next episode. So uh, this episode will be kind of condensed. We're not going to do a topic of the show um, because we're going to talk about Fastlane instead. So we're going to start off with our Fastlane review. And then we're going to run into the kind of Fallout shells uh, from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK. And uh, run you through that particular week, which is now over a week ago uh, because again we're running a little behind i have not watched the current week stuff so i am as of this episode that will put me up to that date dan has watched the product this week so he'll be a little bit more ahead and he might have some foreshadowing for me and hopefully we won't uh i'll try to be careful run into spoilers here (laughs) so uh without further ado let's get into the show so first up we had our face fast lane pay-per-view um (laughs) Overall, I think we were pretty happy for 
what is yeah. probably the smallest pay-per-view mm-hmm. in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, so we opened the show uh, officially with uh, McMiz versus the U- Usos, uh, where Miz uh, gets pinned once again. And uh, we had a huge, huge uh, McMahon turn where uh, McMahon, <laughs> he assaults Mr. Miz himself. Mm, not Mr. Miz. There's some bridges that are just too far. <laughs> uh, and even Corey Graves had to side mm, with the Miz. Mm-hmm. Even Corey. That's when you know you've crossed the line. That's that's beyond evil. <laughs> beyond evil. And uh, we know Corey doesn't even like Mr. Miz, so... Really pushed, uh, really hit some yeah. sensitive spots. He there. called him the potato faced man, <laughs> <laughs> and he still defended him. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty significant turn. It was one that mm-hmm. I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. Like you were predicting a turn for Miz himself. I was predicting that like, one of them would turn the single second that they became co besties. But yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking it was more likely to be Miz. So. Yeah. Uh, but I've really been enjoying Miz as a babyface, which he's never really gotten to be a babyface, and he's really good at being the sympathetic, kind of dopey, just wants to please everybody, yep, yep. Uh, daddy issues bro with his uh, basset hound eyes. So uh, I like that we're getting Miz, getting a little babyface run here. This I thought this turn was done really, really well. Um, yeah. Shane, it looked brutal. I mean, it was it, it was uncomfortable to watch. It was very uncomfortable knew, to watch. You knew you were watching a performance, but it was uncomfortable to watch because of how brutal it was. And, and full disclosure, I was devastated. Yes, of course. You were... I was uh, devastated. Yeah, major, major man crush on the co-bestie relationship. Yeah. And I should speak up. Uh, later on in the episode, we're going to be talking about SmackDown. We were at that SmackDown. In fact, we were in the opening shot with our awesome Daniel Bryan signs, Mm -hmm. fickle, impotent. Mm -hmm. He's impotent. And I'll put a screenshot of that on this episode and probably use it as the thumbnail. We were in VIP seats, by which I mean not VIP seats. (laughs) We were behind a mountain. (laughs) We were It was literally the mountain. From Game of Thrones, it was literally the mountain. And he was dressed as Samoa Joe. (laughs) And super nice guy. He tried to kind of crouch a little and be considerate, but damn, was he big. He was enormous. It was, and his, everybody, everybody that was with him was big. Yeah. It wasn't like just an isolated guy. A family of giants. (laughs) It was the mountain and all his mountainettes. Uh, So we were having trouble seeing at some point. (laughs) Um, Couldn't see anybody come to the ring. But once they were in there, we could mostly see them. Yeah. From the shin up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, the high flyers were much appreciated during that Yes, event. thank you, Mustafa Ali, for giving us something to watch. <laughs> uh, so, if you want to see what our live take of that show was, in addition to the uh, TV show, stay tuned. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Also, I do want to mention, on the pre-show of Fastlane, there was a match between The New Day and uh, Naka Rusev, as I've taken to calling them. I hate this tag team. Uh, I, I hate it. I also hate this tag team, but I think this was the best that the tag team has looked. This was a really solid match, given they were working with The New Day, who could pull a good match out of just about any tag team. But a uh, really solid match. New Day got the pin, so... Uh, you know, hopefully they get some momentum going. I figure the better the stable looks, the better Kofi looks. So now, when you say New me. Day, I miss this part. When you say New Day, was it Biggie and? It was Woods and Biggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah Woods okay. and Biggie. So pretty entertaining match. Relegated to the pre-show as expected. They kind of slapped it together at the last minute. It was the bona fide filler match, but it was a good match. So nice. props to those guys. It was the most entertained I've been by Naka Rusev. Yeah. Uh, and this is probably one of the big reasons why I enjoyed uh, Fastlane so much is that uh, Elias trolled Cleveland mercilessly <laughs> the entire time, 
And uh, as a Bengals fan, I really appreciate that. In fact, uh, Northeast Ohio just kind of sucks in general. So um, It does. I've learned this. Yeah. We, he tried to be a Browns fan. I tried. And then we went through a pothole-ridden, terribly designed city. Just took one trip. And uh, he was done. One visit. He was done. It was over. The, All the love was lost. The place of his birth was foreboding. I'm never going back if I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Metallica there. It was great. Driving through Cleveland, not so great. Mm. I hate it. Yeah, I Cleveland. Hate it. I just is, hate it. Uh, I was surprised. I, it really, it really made me appreciate Bridgeport, Connecticut, yeah. more than I ever did. Though I can say that. <laughs> All right, enough on uh, <laughs> pretending to be Elias here. Um, but yeah, Elias controlled tr- Cleveland and the Miz uh, mercilessly there. Then we had uh, Mandy Rose versus Oscar, which I am glad. Finally, we're getting some Asuka appearances, even if it seems to be pushing this whole Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville storyline thing. Um, but uh, once again, Corey is still undefeated. Corey Graves just, he, he loves him some Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. And his commentary is always outstanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really brings his A game for God's greatest creation. He really does. <laughs> now, we had some pretty cool moves throughout uh, in my notes here. I really appreciate this match. Uh, normally, I'm not a big Mandy Rose person. In fact, I really wish Sonya Deville was just the only person fighting Asuka because Mandy Rose annoys me sometimes. Uh, but it was a really solid match all throughout, and I couldn't complain that much. Um, the thing I do complain about is the end where they, they're they trying to set up this weird storyline where Sonya Deville accidentally sabotages Mandy Rose because she's trying to help. And then uh, there's a potential breakup there um, yeah, that's kind of alluded to in the story. And then we get a fucking savage kick from Asuka mm. to end the match. Um which was awesome, and I loved it. Always. I, I love Asuka. She's so brutal. Yep. And I got to thank Dan the Man Maloney over here. He's the one who introduced me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Asuka is, uh, I mean, if I were putting money down, I, I would say that Asuka, I think, is probably the best in-ring performer among the women in the company, which I've said that about Charlotte Flair before, because Charlotte can do so many things, but Asuka's technical expertise and her striking is so incredibly on point. She has such intensity. She's <laughs> able to tell stories just with her facial expressions and her yep. vocalizations yep. and her body language. Which she has to, level, because she's is, limited right. language. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, you almost, you, I don't even think about the fact that I haven't hardly heard her say anything because yeah. she doesn't have to say anything but you know what she expresses even, herself even though she's very aware that she's linguistically challenged you know on an english audience yeah she still pushes it to a hundred like yes. she yes. pushes those promos all the way <laughs> to the point where you're like i don't even care that yeah. she's limited yeah you know? exactly yeah <clears throat> you don't even think about it and you know as far as this match goes uh, i I didn't think that much of it. I think I probably thought a little less of it than you did. Mm-hmm. But I will say that it was my favorite Mandy Rose singles match I've seen. So I will give her props for that. It was the most entertained I've been by a singles match of her. I didn't think it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give it like a just passing score um, just because Asuka's so good and I know what she's capable of and she's capable of so much more than happened in this match. So I still sure. wish she had an opponent that could kind of keep up with her a little bit. But I do think this was Mandy Rose's best single mat- singles match that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we had a triple threat uh, title match setup that became a handicap match uh, with Kofi versus The Bar. Um, basically, I wrote in my notes, you know, none of this makes sense. And then we had the Rusev Nakamura show up and whatnot. And it was it was just bad. I don't know. I didn't I wasn't wild about it. I just I get that we have to delay things until mm. WrestleMania because that's the goal now. Um 
but it's just a slog when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, they're trying to ramp up this authority versus Kofi angle where it's, you know, the typical trope we've seen a thousand times, which, you know, people complain about tropes, but tropes <laughs> exist for a reason. This is one of them that happens to work if you do it right. Um, I think they've mostly done it right up to this point. But the thing that kind of made me wonder was just why, you know, Vince has been portrayed as a bit of a heel in recent weeks, but why would he just all of a sudden become a complete sadist out of nowhere towards Kofi? <laughs> because no. this was just recreational sadism on his part, it really and he was. hasn't been portrayed as quite that maniacal up to this point, so it seems kind of senselessly sadistic. Um, but, you know, if they're going with this, Vince is the man <laughs> that's going to hold Kofi back, then this is a way to ramp it up. And, you know, as far as complete squash matches that are two-on-one handicap, okay, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't take up that much time, no. so can't complain too much there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I didn't totally get Vince's motivation, so hopefully they expound on that more in the coming shows. Yep. And um, I just want to make sure I uh, add these in there. For the McMahon's match, the Usos got the pin uh, uh, during the Mandy Rose versus Asuka match. Asuka ended it with the kick and got the pin. And then during this, you know, throwaway thing, the bar obviously pinned Kofi. <clears throat> and then we went on to another Elias promo uh, where Elias again insults the Miz and Kofi this time. And he then goes on to just tear the calves in Cleveland yeah. in general apart. And it was glorious. <laughs> He's talking about why LeBron left <laughs> <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, next up, we had a Ricochet Alistair tag team match versus Gablorious or versus... Blackishay, as I've taken to call him. Blackishay, 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 Gablorious versus the Revival. Yeah. <laughs> and this move was fuck, or not this move. This match was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. awesome. It was finally. A- and the guys that don't flip, they flipped. Yeah. They flipped a no lot. flips on their shirts. <laughs> they flipped off the top rope and got a holy shit chant for yeah. their efforts. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty great. So we had big moves on display from pretty much everybody mm. the entire match. Um, we had the holy shit chants, as Dan yeah. just referenced, which was great. Yeah. Uh, it, and well-deserved. This was a very rare instance where I really feel like, you know, I was just re-watching some NXT takeovers last weekend and seeing some of the matches the Revival had there were some of the best tag matches I've ever seen. And it just frustrates the hell out of me that you really haven't seen the Revival be able to spread their wings and show what they can do in these kinds of matches. Yeah. And this one, they really let them loose. And I saw the takeover oh, Revival again. It was again, so good. It and, was so good. you know, they showed why they're my favorite tag team in WWE, right there with the Usos because they're just so good as as bringing together talent that they're up against and bringing the best out of all of them. Uh, and yeah, Scott Dawson jumping off that top rope was just insane. Front Very flip. nice. Very and, nice. Uh, yeah, obviously tons of talent among Blackishay. And uh, <laughs> we all know what Glorious is capable of. So this match was just an absolute banger. Yeah. Even though I'm still not a big fan of the whole uh, Blackishay t- <laughs> tag team, just because I don't think their characters work very well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're incongruous um, gimmicks yeah, is the problem. It's just they don't something doesn't mesh right. Mm. Um I still love how much respect they each get in the ring. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, the the glorious guys, the revival guys, they seem to avoid Alistair, you know, oh, yeah. in character, yeah. you know, in the ring, you yeah. know, as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's I, I like the respect that they get as competitors. It's like, hey, these guys, uh, we probably not fuck with them yeah. as much as possible. And I'm like, hey, yeah. that gives them a lot of credit. You yeah, know? I think it's a sign that uh, that Vince and the people in the back really believe in those two guys, which mm. they absolutely have much 
much reason to. And yes. uh, especially Alistair has been heavily protect- protected since his loss at TakeOver Phoenix against Champa in the main event. He really has. I don't think he's lost anything since then. And he's been scoring most of the pins and most of the even the tag matches he's been in. So they clearly feel pretty good about Alistair yeah. and they want to keep him right up Honestly, there. Honestly, I think he could be the most popular guy in the company not too long down the road. Oh, wow. I, I love Bold him. prediction. He's definitely the most popular guy in my heart. Yes, yes. That one we knew. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we had a Fatal 4-Way versus uh, R-Truth, Andrade, (laughs) Rey Mysterio, and Samoa Joe. With uh, Samoa Joe brandishing his new U.S. title that he took from R-Truth prior that week. Finally, Joe has a belt. Any belt. About damn time. How is that possible? How? I, did, I didn't believe it. It's until insane. Dan told me this, and I was like, there's no way. <laughs> oh, my God. There's no way. Ugh. And I thought back, what about when uh, AJ Styles nope. had the belt? He took it from AJ once, nope. right? Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. When he won the title on SmackDown, I absolutely marked out. I'm not even a Joe fan primarily, but I was just so happy to see him finally get a belt yeah. on the main roster. He was an NXT champion, so he did have a belt, but he's never yeah. had a main roster belt in two years, yeah. so it was well past due. <laughs> now, I struggle with this a little bit because, of course, I rooted for Joe in this, and I wanted him to have his belt and retain the belt and all these great things. But I was kind of just on the DL enjoying our truth having the belt. I, <laughs> yes. I, I, I really yeah. enjoyed it for his, you know, his one title defense, and yeah. that, his one successful title defense, yeah. I should say. We got to give him credit. He yeah. made that belt relevant again because yeah. it went away when Rusev and Nakamura were trading it. Yeah. It went away. And he, he made our truth for me relevant yeah. again. Our yeah. truth just as the character because right. he was putting on awesome matches. He yeah. was having a fun entertaining gimmick with the old John Cena fanboyism even though he's older. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was fun. When we were at SmackDown, those what's up chants were just about the loudest ones we heard all night. Yeah. I mean, the fans love the guy. He has tons of personality. He's been paying his dues for years and years and yeah. years. He's been wrestling forever and, and you, you want know. to talk about overlooked, you know, black wrestlers. Yeah. Our truth is Absolutely. quintessential Absolutely. overlooked Absolutely. black wrestler who's just got all the, you know, ability in the world yeah uh and clearly has a great character and gimmick that's fun to play along with and, you know and and has made obvious in making that character so popular that you can give him anything and he will make it great yes <laughs> yes he will make chicken salad out of chicken shit so again this match was so loaded and i feel bad for our truth because it is so loaded yes that he kind of you know even though he's showing up and just rocking out yeah Paling in comparison to Andrade and Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe, who are all just monsters themselves and just A plus performers (laughs) that I want to see basically the entire show. If if, if the entire Raw show and the entire SmackDown show and the entire NXT show was just Andrade, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, Mm. and and let's throw an R Truth in there. Yeah. I'd be. Yeah. I'd be. More than placated. You I, could I, and, I would. and often do a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, this was a great match. Samoa Joe gets the pin in the end. Big moves all around by everybody. Oh, he didn't get the pin. He choked his chicken. Yes, he, ch- he, choked, <laughs> he choked his chicken. Rey Mysterio had this very awkward uh, like chicken outfit that yeah. was just... It was just a weird. rooster mask. It was weird. Big feathered headdress. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a luchador <laughs> traditional type of deal. And we're probably being super disrespectful right now. Probably. But you know. he looked like a chicken. Uh, yeah, he looked like a chicken, and Joe choked his chicken in yes. the end and uh, got the tap out there. Fell to the coquina clutch. 
Uh, but yeah, great, great move. I even enjoyed great the match. the Zelina and uh, Carmella yeah. kind of play on the yeah, back. Yeah, they yeah. were delivering some nice hits, yeah. you know, to each other. Which I thought... great, I love Carmella's super kick. I mean, yeah. I'm not a big which is why Carmella I hate person, her being next to our truth because she's not wrestling. Just, yeah, she true. needs to be a villain and be it's wrestling she was, in the women's division. She was just getting good, and then they stopped. Yeah, and they're her like, the ring. hey, why, you want to be our <laughs> truth? You know, yeah. Brody, she was growing in the ring, and then they took her out of the ring. So, but I love her super kick. That's my, that's she's one of my favorite super yeah. kicks. So overall, that match was awesome. If you haven't watched it, go back and watch it. Awesome. I'm sure it's somewhere on the internet. I'll watch it again. <laughs> Let's watch it right now. <laughs> uh, next up, we had uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Tamina and Nia Jax uh, as tag teams. And uh, boy, was this rough to watch. Mm. Um, Nia Jax looked like a penguin, <laughs> which I secretly enjoyed. Staying on the bird theme from the last match. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> We had a nice finish at the end by Bailey uh, against Nia, and you know I I give Nia a lot more credit. Tamina was yeah. struggling. Tamina's a dumpster. That she was, that botch. There was one point where they tried to lift Sasha into a Samoan drop and a tandem Samoan drop, and Tamina yeah. literally couldn't get Sasha up onto no. Nia Jax's shoulders. Yeah. This is a person who probably weighs 105, soaking wet, and gave you a jumping running start, and you're supposed to be a powerhouse wrestler in the division. Yeah, I mean it was, it was so pathetic. She was, can't even do the one thing well that doesn't take any talent. It was <laughs> it was pretty rough, Jeez. and it wasn't yeah. the only kind of rough execution throughout the match. I mean, I don't know if maybe something's off with Tamina or if she's really just that poor, but she's it was really poor. It, every time she was matched up with Sasha, for whatever reason, things were not going well and mm-hmm. it just looked awkward. Yeah. Um, no chemistry there. I think Bailey and Nia have some chemistry. They, you know, I thought they had they had a match on TV a couple weeks ago, which I thought yeah. was one of my one of the Nia Jax matches I've enjoyed, which I was surprised yeah. by. That Although, was the one that was cut out by Hulu. Yes, so I never, course, saw I never saw it. But, you know, at the same time. I've always said that I think Bailey is the best woman in the company at pulling good matches out of less than talents, but even so, got to give Nia Jax credit. That was a pretty good match, and yeah. I thought that when her and Bailey were in the ring were the best parts of this match. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really sloppy and bad, and, and I, I couldn't get back into it after that yeah. tandem Samoan drop box. It was, it was just so blatant. It was tough. It, it went kind of long. It just it didn't feel right. Nothing yeah. felt right. In the end, uh, Naya and Tamina lashed out by wrecking Bailey and Sasha after they get their 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 uh, victory there. And then Beth Phoenix jumps in and then just gets beaten down immediately yeah. for no yeah, reason. That was, uh, that was pretty, the most worthless contribution ever. Pretty uninspiring um, return to action for the Glamazon. Yeah, it was a little disappointing there. Um, and then uh, Natalia also runs in. Uh, talk about uh, wrestlers that are probably a little overdue uh, to... Uh, Go into the sunset. <laughs> just retire. Yeah, it's about done. But uh, Natalia also just gets wrecked for no reason. And um, then I put in my notes, you know, I wonder if this will maybe lead to a potential like Natalia, Beth Phoenix type of, you know, hey, let's go lap around the ring a few times and do some fun stuff. And mm-hmm. then, you know, yeah, I go mean, back to being who we are. Beth has clearly been staying in shape for it because she looks jacked as hell as much as she took yeah, a beating. Yeah, she was fit. She, she is, was fit for sure. She is jacked. She yeah. is huge. <laughs> and let's face it, Natalia is fucking strong. Like, yeah. yeah. She doesn't wrestle too often anymore, but when she does, she's always lifting people up. Yeah, and absolutely. Not just the small people. Yeah, and she's, um, so, she's still so technically sound that yeah. that's you know that's something that'll help extend her longevity a bit but it seemed kind of worthless to have them run out for no reason and then just get destroyed yeah yeah i'm not sure why they jumped in then so i was like okay (laughs) okay that contributed nothing but uh maybe it was a time thing who knows uh next up we had the triple threat match with 
Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, and Mustafa Ali, the person who was supposed to be in the mm-hmm. Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, Surprise entrant into this match. Yep. Uh, I don't think we had any warning about him, right? No, just, no. He just, just showed he up just in showed there, up. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so Vince wasn't lying when he said the WWE Championship would be a triple threat match. So yep. I guess he's totally he vindicated. He told the truth. Yeah, he told he the exactly truth. exactly what was going to happen. He didn't say that you were going to run out there <laughs> into the triple threat match. He just said the yeah. match is starting right now. Yeah, that's what he said. That's all he said. Um, Listen to your boss, people. So this match was... This match was tits. It was fucking amazing. Unbelievable. And it's probably one of the, one of my favorite Daniel Bryan matches I've ever seen from him, especially with that ending. That ending was so fucking Instantly cool. one of my top five favorite finishes to a match. So we had uh, the early trash talking from Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan, and they were both just fucking on point. They yeah. were killing it. I, I think um, I think Kevin Owens is the best in-ring trash talker in the company, and yeah, I think he's, he's a little limited in the fact that he's a face now, so he can't really <laughs> he go can't after as you as, he as wants much, yeah. but he still comes up with something, which I just love about him. Yeah, it was great. I fucking loved it. Um, I put in my notes, I was so distracted by the great match that I didn't even remember to make notes <laughs> every time yeah. there's some kind of tempo change. You couldn't I, take your eyes off the I screen. I was loving it. Yeah. I was loving it. It was so good. And then at the end of my notes, I put, uh, I really wish that the Kofi thing wasn't a distraction because the problem is the fans kept chanting for Kofi. Now, down the line, they forgot and they're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Uh, we'll chant for Kofi later. Hmm. But, you know, I'm not saying I don't want to see Kofi at WrestleMania or anything like that. I do. I just wish it wasn't a distraction for how great this match yeah, was. From yeah. beginning to end, this was a great match. And the whole <laughs> flying knee in midair at the end was just yeah, phenomenal. Unbelievable. I loved it. And let's not forget that Kevin Owens attempted a literal suicide dive yeah. when he threw himself over the top rope by his hands, yep. did a full front flip, yep. and then cr- crashed onto Rowan, kind of skidded off him, and then went face first into the announce table area. And yep. luckily, he fell right between the two announce yeah. tables. Yeah. And when he got back up, you could see he went straight over to the main announce table and started pounding on it like he was pumped up. But you could tell a little bit of his... A little bit of it was, you almost just killed me. You almost just killed me. <laughs> it was almost a literal suicide dive. So thank goodness we're not doing an obituary for Kevin Owens yeah, today. Yeah, he just but got back from that injury. Just, there shows, and, uh... just shows one of the things that makes Kevin Owens special is that he's a fat man that will throw himself like yeah. no other fat man. So respect all around. Mustafa Ali was great. Kevin Owens was great. Daniel Bryan was phenomenal. I loved it. I, And of course, I'm always rooting for the planet's champion because I love the planet Earth. Do you? I love onion rings. Fickle! Go Kevin Owens. Fickle! <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a great match. Loved it all around. Fantastic. I can't... Instant match of the... It's going on the match. For me, it's, for me it's a 10 out of 10 for that match alone. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was just awesome. Uh, next up, we had what was... I don't know about you, but for me, this was kind of the low point of the show. Absolutely. Where we had a injured Becky Lynch up against Charlotte Flair... And another, you know, stereotypical impossible odds to overcome match to basically knock her out of WrestleMania. Um, it, I this, the leg injury thing is just dumb. It just it doesn't work. It's it, it's been going on way too long mm-hmm. for a kayfabe injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and then way too late in the match. I mean, this match went way too long. It was yeah. like it went a full eight and a half minutes. That's insane. That's way that's too insane. much time. Insane because they were barely doing anything. Because they barely could do anything. Yeah. It was just it was awful. Yeah. And then Rhonda comes out at the end and causes a disqualification, uh, making Becky Lynch the winner. So that 
a three-way WrestleMania is now confirmed, as a lot of people were suspecting and we were mm-hmm. talking about on the show yeah. a couple episodes ago. Um, yeah, it was... I get what they were doing. If that's what you're going to do, do it quickly. <laughs> I, I don't see any reason why this needed to be eight and a half minutes. Yeah. It yeah. was... It Everything else in the show had me really hyped. I felt really good, especially after that awesome three-way match. Like, I did not need this to basically cause the show to stop yeah just completely dead stop right there in the in the road i don't think the smackdown women's championship went eight and a half minutes i think the smackdown women's championship match between two able-bodied competitors for a title went shorter than this one-legged ridiculous nonsense it's just too much it's too much guys you're you're you can i get it you gotta lean into it for wrestlemania you're leaning too far into it let's calm down thank you and everybody knows that i'm a diehard becky lynch fan diehard and you will hear about what a fangirl i am when we talk about our smackdown attendance i love becky lynch i'm obsessive but uh it's true he really is though you don't you don't (laughs) see this guy off camera this guy off camera is everything uh, is Becky Lynch. I kind of like Becky Lynch. He, he and, really does. Uh, so since I like her just a little bit, uh, I tend to be very favor, give a favorable view to what they do with her because I could pretty much watch her do anything and be entertained. Um, and I really do think her and Charlotte did the best they could with the stipulations that they had to work with here. And I yep. thought their character acting was good. It's just that they couldn't do anything physically. Yeah. There was nothing they could do. So they made the best of it. And, you know, I like some of the character stuff they did, but eight and a half minutes was, of this when they can't do anything it was physically, painful. they couldn't do anything on their feet. And they were it didn't look painful. It was painful. Yeah, this it was, hurt my brain. This was really bad. And it's really, really continuing the spiral of this whole story. Yep. This was the hottest story in the industry the night after Becky won the Royal Rumble and challenged Ronda and the whole crowd was going crazy. It was the hottest story in the industry. Everyone thought holy crap, this is your first ever women's main event at WrestleMania. It was the hottest story they had going. Yeah. And they, it's just been a complete spiral. It's been in a tailspin for weeks and yeah. weeks now. And, and this it, was just the latest. And I, again, I'm not caught up on this week's episode, so I don't know if they recovered. But for me, it's just so flat and so dry right now. Mm-hmm. I have just zero excitement for their mm-hmm. whole matchup. Where it should be the matchup of the show, you would yeah. think. You yeah, know? yeah. With I mean, all the hype that Becky Lynch has had this whole year. Had with you know, what they got in Ronda. Yeah. Like, this should be a huge match, but it's just not, because yeah. all the air has been taken out. They took the air out of everything it's, it's just, in a way that's unbelievable. I, it, they started it way too early and just didn't have a good yeah. plan going forward for it, and it's just fallen apart, you know, the entire the entire way. This is always the problem with WWE, is that they do not do long-form storytelling well at all. No. And they started this story with, with months ahead of them, and then they had to come up with a long-term story, and it's gotten worse and worse. Yeah. You know, I think Kofi's now being advantaged by the fact that he just kind of sprang onto the scene yeah. with, you yeah. know, less than two months to go. And Not that only Kofi, WrestleMania in general. Now that they don't have yeah. all this time to kill, you know, they can keep the story a little more fresh, whereas this one is just, it's beaten into the ground. Yeah. I can't believe it, considering I think Becky Charlotte was the best feud in WWE of 2018. I think they had some of the best matches of 2018. I think Becky's turn into the man is one of the catalyzing moments in modern wrestling. And I, I just, it, it's, it, I'm dumbstruck by the fact that they've taken all of the steam out of this story. Yeah, it's been painful for sure. And then uh, we had another Money Elias appearance where he uh, is savage in his insults against Becky Lynch. And then... Uh, How dare you? Fuck Lacey Evans. She has to appear again, and I I hate it. She got her pay-per-view paycheck. I I hate it. Uh, 
stop paying this woman <laughs> unless she wrestles. Okay? She's got kids, sir. Well, she, she can needs go, those pay per view paychecks. She can go work at McDonald's. <laughs> I don't. I don't give a fuck. I need some French fries. Don't worry, you won't be impressed when she wrestles either. <laughs> Very disappointing. And then we had a great RKO out of nowhere, followed up by an AJ Styles phenomenal forearm out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that one doesn't quite roll off the tongue the same way. Yeah, it was a little, little hard to get that one out, but it was fun nonetheless. It was. It was cool. Nice to see, nice to see RKO hoisted by his own batard, as old people say. <laughs> and then the final main event match, we had the Shield reunited versus Corbin Lashley and McIntyre. Every villain is lemons, as they're known. <laughs> yes, know. but this was this was an awesome match. It was just awesome, fantastic. It was over everything about it was great. Quintessential I, Shield. It, it was clear that there was some passion in the air because mm. they were dropping f bombs yeah. constantly. The emotions were running F-bombs very high, constantly very high emotions. And it was just an outstanding send off for mm-hmm. the Shield. Mm-hmm. Assuming this is the last you know significant Shield yeah, appearance I think we it get, is. I think it is. Um, and I want to give the WWE some uh, respect there. They gave Baron some. Some respect throughout the match. Yeah. Baron was going on a tear. He went on a little tear. And normally, he's just kind of like the guy you give a noogie yeah. and like, oh, you're so villainous. <laughs> Look how mean you yeah. are. He was, you, 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 Darren, you know. <laughs> he well, was the, not the cowardly heel this time. No, he did some fighting. He, he did some awesome fighting, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but of course, as you said pre-show, he had to eat all the shit in the end. Yes, of course. <laughs> he's the, just the most satisfying guy to get beat up, so yeah, he has to be true. the guy at the it's, end. It's really true. But, but yeah, outstanding send off for the Shield. Really fucking loved it. Really fun spots. They went all over the arena. They were they went over to the announce desk. They went over to the pre-show panel area, and Seth did a crazy corkscrew spot onto the whole crowd of folks and took everybody out. Just quintessential yeah. Shield chaos. I mean, yeah. if you've watched the Shield before, you know this is how they operate when they're at their best. It was a perfect way to send them off. The emotions, like you said, running super high. You could hear at one point before they set up for the triple power bomb. Uh, the shield bomb, as it's called, that you could hear Seth Rollins very audibly say one last motherfucking time. Yeah. And you knew. F-bombs everywhere. And for me, that was the moment I knew that D- Dean Ambrose is really leaving. Uh, because I've, I've heard enough Seth promos to know when he's acting an emotion yeah. and know when he's <laughs> feeling an emotion. And he was feeling that emotion in that moment. And to me, that is the indicator that Dean Ambrose will be leaving at, after WrestleMania and that this really was the last time we'll see the Shield together, at least for the foreseeable future. So you really felt the palpable emotion in the room. Um, yeah. Love the Shield. So great to see the Hounds of Justice riding one more time. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. And just a shout out to my wonderful girlfriend, she sent me the <laughs> yes. sweetest, most amazing and awesome Snapchat of all time, which I will put on her YouTube channel. If yes. you want to see it, it's go fantastic. ahead and take a look. She's a keeper. It's She's awesome. a keeper. Yeah, I'm marrying that woman. <laughs> put a ring on it. She doesn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> uh, love you, Cindy. <coughs> all right. So that end of the pay-per-view, really loved it. Um, for me, there's really the... the the downsides for me were just, you know, the whole kind of Mandy Rose getting sabotaged thing at the end of that match, kind of stealing the air out of Asuka's victory. And then um, the whole Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair thing going way, way too long. 
and just ruining the entire pacing of the show. Mm-hmm. Ironic for a show called Fastlane, <laughs> um, but it really did ruin the pacing that, of that the show. That match was an enormous speed bump in Fastlane. It's like, it's like they went into a pit stop and just never yeah. came back out. Yeah. They just t- took lunch, you know, went and got some KFC, you know, sat around, smoked a cigarette or two, and then they kind of rolled on out a little slowly. They were, they, they were railroad spikes yeah. in the fast lane. And then the sh- the shield finally took us to the finish line, yes. you know, in glorious fashion. But we captured re- that energy. Beautifully. Really, really, I had no complaints. There were some phenomenal matches. You know, I'm I'm tempted to push this rating even higher, but the Becky thing just hmm. it killed the show so much for me. And so I gave it an eight out of ten. Still, really great score yeah. for what is the smallest pay per view yeah. in the WWE. Yeah, and, and really loved it. They did it again. I mean, I, Elimination Chamber was another minor pay per view I wasn't expecting, and it ended up becoming one of my favorites in the past year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I agree with your sentiments. It was a bad night for the women. I mean, I'm willing to say that overall, it was a bad night for the WWE women. I thought that Asuka and Mandy Rose was the best that the women did, and even that wasn't great. Mm -hmm. The tag match was really bad, Mm -hmm. and the Becky Charlotte match was even more bad. It was just a bad night for the women overall, which is, you know, I'm a big women's wrestling mark, as you know, but this was not a good night And honestly, that hasn't been the case. Usually, it's the men's side that's been pretty weak. Right. So, Um, you know, I guess maybe the women were due for an off night, and they certainly had one. Um, But overall, the the in-ring product of this pay-per-view was so good. I mean, there were times where I felt like I was watching a takeover. It was that good. I mean, having the Raw tag match followed by the U.S. title match during that stretch of time was the hottest part of the show for me. And that's when I really felt like I was watching a takeover there. Um, So, yeah, I also gave it an 8.0. And again, those two points are really just the women had a bad night. Yep. Um, And uh, but yeah, really a couple of match of the year candidates. Yeah, absolutely. So loved it, <laughs> and I'm willing to say loved that it. in March. <laughs> yep. So next up, we got uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, first up, we got our little kind of last Shield appearance where they kind of say goodbye, uh, kind of, and then we have our whole Seth Rollins uh, versus Paul Heyman promo thing going on, where uh, Seth Rollins is viciously ambushed by Shelton Benjamin, and he is. Basically, German suplex the death, and then Seth Rollins gets the pin. Ain't eventually, no stopping me now. Now, um, again, filthy casual here. I didn't know who the fuck Shelton <laughs> Benjamin was, and I also didn't know uh, why the fuck he was doing any of this. Uh, is there a reason why he hates Seth Rollins, uh, or why he would help Paul Heyman? Uh, he was he would help Brock Lesnar because him and Brock have a history going back to the early two. Th- or actually, I think they they were together in college, so I think they have some ties in their amateur wrestling days from college, and uh, they were buddies in Brock Lesnar's first run in WWE in the early 2000s, so um, they are really good friends. They've done training together and stuff like that, which Paul Heyman had referenced <laughs> a little bit during that match. Gotcha. Um, so they do have ties, but yeah, Shelton Benjamin's a guy that really isn't on TV hardly ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had one match a mid-card match like four months ago, and that was really the only time I've seen him since I started watching yeah. again. Um, you know, it it did feel extremely random, and I'm not sure what it added to their story, so nothing. that's the complaint that the I have is about nothing. it. But I will say on the positive side that I think I, I watched Shelton Benjamin in the early to mid-2000s um, when he was 
first kind of coming up and he is a very talented athlete another guy that was you know keep talking about black wrestlers that have been overlooked he is certainly one of them because well, he's enormously <laughs> talented and he's been at least for me completely the fact, that, the fact that you don't even know who he is for a guy that's that talented and has been around as long as he had so i was happy to see him wrestle for that reason and i thought it was a pretty good match um, you know, especially because he's 43 now, I think. Yeah. So he's I mean, still I was entertained. I just didn't know who the fuck he was yeah. or why I should care. Very random. Very random. I, that was my complaint about it, too. I don't know that it added anything to the story, but I was just happy to see the guy wrestle on yeah. TV. Um, my two notes for this were fuck match commercials, because, again, match commercials. WWE, calm down, please. It's very annoying. I can't stand it. Put the commercials somewhere else. Anywhere else. <laughs> Put it during Lacey Evans' little appearance. We no hope for that one, bro. Oh, my God. It's the business model, man. Uh, That's how they get you. They're going to Fox now, right? <laughs> uh, SmackDown will be going to Fox. But Raw is still Raw will stay in USA. Put. Damn. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> hate these fucking commercials. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I had. I I, I hate seeing German suplexes repeatedly because uh, Kurt Angle ruins them for me. Well, and all, every time anybody does a German suplex, all I see is Kurt Angle's neck, and it uh, makes me very, very uncomfortable. Not a fan of Suplex City over here. Might have to shield your eyes during Lesnar Rollins. We'll see. Because <laughs> yeah, I think uh, uh, you might need more than both hands to count how many German suplexes <laughs> Rollins is going to get at WrestleMania when he goes to Suplex City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, for some reason, it doesn't bother me with Brock. I think it's just because I imagine he's invulnerable. Yeah. Because he's just a monster. I mean, there is the fact that his but, lats are so enormous that yeah. his neck doesn't really touch the ground on those anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I was, looking at, I was looking at a video the other day from his first... <clears throat> wwe run where he did a shooting star press off the top rope and landed directly on his head yeah he, he, he was 300 pounds at the time so he was even bigger than he is now he did a shooting star press landed directly on his head was stunned for a minute he looked like he should have been dead i think a normal person would have been dead <laughs> but because he's a fucking freak of nature he was not only not dead but he immediately just transitioned into the pinning combination he was supposed to do Jeez. so after i saw that i'm just like the guy doesn't die so he yep. just can't die yep he is thanos. real life he, not 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 character he, is, he just can't die he's just he's he physically thanos. can't die he's thanos in a wwe ring so if yeah. you trust thanos's neck i guess you trust brock lesnar so yeah i guess you don't have to worry yeah i'd say so <laughs> uh so yeah that was that uh i really enjoyed paul Heyman on the commentary as pat mcafee calls him the maestro on the mic <laughs> speaking of pat mcafee let's uh bring him to the uh, main shows please oh my goodness i forgot i just need to tell you this oh <gasps> this guy will be popping his nxt takeover cherry in a couple of weeks here and i forgot to tell him that pat mcafee's primary job is as a pre-show panelist for every nxt yes! takeover yes so you will get a full hour yes. of pat mcafee sir let's go kazo <laughs> for the brand <laughs> I love That's Pat one McAfee. pre-show you're not going to miss. I love <laughs> Pat McAfee. I love Pat McAfee. Uh, next up, we had a Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor title match uh, for the... Uh, which which uh, Intercontinental. Intercontinental. Yeah, it's too many. <laughs> <laughs> for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, again, I wrote fuck commercials because we had plenty of commercials during this, and I'm a huge Finn Balor fanboy, and uh, I like admiring Bobby Lashley's bubble muscles. So I was very disappointed. Uh, the match was going pretty predictably. We had some nice back and forth. Bobby Lashley putting on a pretty good show. Finn Balor putting on a pretty good show. And then we had Leo Rush run in and kind of save Bobby Lashley from a potential coup de gras. Ringing the bell. That was and one I haven't seen. 
Yeah. And then, for better or worse, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like you're too enthused. Uh, and then uh, we had the final victory going to Bobby Lashley uh, due to the Leo Rush interruption, uh, which I was surprised by. I thought we were kind of coasting into this, you know, Bobby Lashley just won't forgive Leo Rush, or Leo Rush is finally breaking off a bit because he's been punished by Bobby Lashley too many times. But then he ran out, and he was just Bobby Lashley's bitch again. And, uh, of course, the belt going back to Bobby Lashley, I wasn't a big fan of either. So that's that's what it is. So. Yeah, so Finn's re- reign as Intercontinental Championship as Intercontinental Champion was totally pointless, which yep. is my main takeaway from this segment. Yep. Uh, I really don't like the ringing of the bell distraction. I understand they're trying to get creative and do things that are new, but for me, mm-hmm. ringing the bell should be an automatic no contest, and they should restart the match because this would be like you don't snap the ball on the football field if the referee is currently blowing his whistle, yeah. and you don't continue <laughs> wrestling a match if the bell is ringing. Yeah. So they should have ended the match and started again, so I thought it was a stupid way but to distract. controversy. Um, Dan, controversy. Just, <gasps> it, it was Ram Saints level of stupid. Uh, <laughs> Elias would like that. Uh, uh, I'm sure. I, I mean... I, as far as Leo Rush, I mean, I can see the, char- the what they're going with for his character is trying to kind of win Lashley, win Lashley's affection back by proving his usefulness after ca- causing costing Lashley a couple times. Now he's trying to prove his usefulness to him again. So I guess that was moving t- in that direction. But yeah, I'm just really bummed that Finn Balor waited two years to have a belt, and yeah. they did absolutely nothing with his reign. He had no opponents except Lashley and Leo just, Rush. I don't understand. And they took it right back off him. So they're just hot potatoing that belt yeah. now. I mean, they give him the spotlight plenty, which is, you know, probably what they should do as a guy that's been with the brand for so long and been doing professional wrestling for so long. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the world's and great legends. Yep. But he just, they just won't let him have a belt. Yeah. Won't let him enjoy a belt reign yeah, ever. I, I don't get and, it. Like, the Universal Championship was kind of out of the control because he got injured, but, I mean... What's he gotten since then? Yeah, how long do you have to punish a guy for getting yeah. hurt by accident once? Because that's what frustrates me about it is I understand he got hurt. He was out for a while. You know, you moved on. I understand Roman and Brock have been your guys, which is probably the main problem. But even so, I mean, at some point, you got to let it go. He got hurt. Sorry. Yeah. He's yeah. been wrestling for you constantly 300 days a year since then and hasn't gotten hurt yep. and is one of the most over guys in the company and is one of the most popular wrestlers on planet Earth. So maybe giving him a decent title reign, and then they finally give him this consolation prize belt, and they make it the most inconsequential reign in recent memory. Yeah. Uh, so It I was just, very disappointing. It. Very um, disrespectful to extremely. Finn Balor, and yep. I'm not happy with that. And I didn't like the way it happened either. But was, hopefully he gets, yeah. you know, hopefully they're just setting up for him to get some at WrestleMania. So I hope he has a mania moment. Hopefully. Um, next up, we had a Ronda Rousey appearance uh, where she did a little promo. Um, normally, this didn't bother me. It bothered Dan more. But uh, this time, it really kind of irked me because she went a little too far. She was breaking kayfabe during this promo. Now, that being said, the kayfabe breaking, the excessive kayfabe breaking was annoying me. But otherwise, it was probably the best promo she's put on where mm. she's playing the bad character finally. Yeah. Which is what I think she should have been doing this entire time and consistently doing. And she didn't mess up any lines or anything. She was yeah. na- she was nailing it. Her delivery was on point. So uh, I, I really enjoyed that. And then we had uh, Brooke come out. <laughs> <laughs> to defend the WWE, yes, and, and its honor, and then Ronda just kills her and the and a and a ref. Lord help you, she Dana. she murdered 
She murdered Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke is dead. She's she's no longer with us. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, I mean the kayfabe <laughs> breaking. Um, I didn't like it, but I think she. I think maybe I was a little jaded to it already because of some of the things that she's done on Twitter, where she's gone much further in kayfabe breaking and basically just openly saying wrestling is fake. Wrestling is fake, which is ridiculous for a wrestler to do in the context of promoting a wrestling match. Yeah. Um, that's basically just. Daniel Craig turning to the screen during James Bond and saying, these are just blanks, you idiots. All right, let's go back to the movie, I guess. Like, it's that <laughs> stupid to me. Yeah, it really um, is. And, and actually, <laughs> I have that written down. That'll be one of our big topics is where are the lines with breaking kayfabe because obviously there's some extent <laughs> to which it's fine. But yeah, I, I, I like the promo. I think one of the main reasons I like the promo is because it kind of made the story more about what I originally wanted it to be about. And what I originally wanted it to be about was Ronda is the crossover star from another sport who's coming to the WWE, completely dominated, just just torn through people that have been giving their blood, sweat, and tears to the WWE, to the wrestling industry specifically their whole lives, that have no fallback options, that have no other jobs, that have no other fame. This is their lives, and she's kind of been taking all of that away from them. Yep. And then adding in the this new twist where she's disrespecting the wrestling industry itself. I like that because that plays on that dynamic to me. And then kind of the man, Becky Lynch, is going to be the homegrown hero that has been wrestling since she was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. That's going to kind of come in and defend the honor of the industry in some way. So that dynamic is always what I wanted. So this kind of moved the ball in that direction. So for that reason, I liked it more. And I was kind of more forgiving of the kayfabe breaking. And I also, you know, it was a little subtler. It was just, you know, carny con artists, you know, that was probably the worst of it. Um, and even that, you know, it could be interpreted and maybe there were some people in the audience that wouldn't have picked up on exactly what she meant by that. And the, the, the main line I really liked from this promo is when she said, I was going to desecrate your holy place. Yeah. That, that was, I really that liked. was a, that was, that that's should exactly, be a t-shirt. That's, that's a, exactly what that's I'm going a for. T-shirt. Yeah. That's Make a, it a t-shirt. That's exactly what I want Ronda to go for. Desecrate that's what your I want. Place. That's what I want her to sound like. She's this, this business is a sacred space for the wrestlers that give their lives to that business. And she is in here to desecrate it and what are you going to do about it and yeah. that's exactly the what story. are you going to do that's the story i yeah. want told so yeah. from for for me between that and the fact that it was the best delivered promo of her career i think it was the best bronda rousey promo there's been yeah so i liked it for that reason but, yeah. outstanding delivery i just uh, the kayfabe thing was killing me a little bit um and usually that's not the case usually i'm like all right i can kind of get with it but this time it, you were right. yeah see i hated it with triple h and you didn't mind it yeah and now i loved it with triple now we're flipping h. sides yeah. around us so you know uh See, that's why we're half brothers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up. Oh, I should mention the next up because you didn't get it. Oh, yeah. Uh, My so Hulu cut version. Your Hulu cut version. So there was a match between Blackishay and Gablorious. They have a score to settle. Uh, it was pretty quick. Pretty kind of a bummer. Um, I'm guessing that's why it got cut. It wasn't very long. It wasn't very good. Um, ultimately, Bobby Roode took the pin from Aleister Black, who hit the Black Mass as he does so frequently in these multi-man matches, it seems. Yep. Uh, and then the Revival attacked both teams afterwards, so obviously mm -hmm. there is still some unfinished business in the Raw tag title picture there. Get hyped. <laughs> Even though I don't like that tag team, I like all of them together. Yes, absolutely. And just give me the Revival doing anything. <laughs> I love the Revival. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, <coughs> next up, we had a big announcement from Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss is hosting WrestleMania. The goddess. <gasps> the pride of Columbus, Ooh. Ohio, from whence we are recording this right now. 
Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Alexa Bliss is going to be hosting WrestleMania. Fantastic. Outstanding. Fantastic. I uh, love, love, love Alexa Bliss. Uh, I am probably in a small minority among diehard fans in that way. Uh, she is usually someone that appeals to casual fans more than diehard fans because of the fact that she is considered, let's say, less than stellar in the ring, which is a criticism I generally agree with. However, She's great on the mic. Yes, and this is what I think people don't give her enough credit for, is she might be the best person in the company on the mic. She might be the best person in the company on the mic. And so, you know, that's a skill that is sorely lacking on this current roster, especially the main roster. Um, so that is... That is something that she brings to the table that is very significant and substantial. She has a very good, she gets very good crowd reactions even now. She hasn't done anything yep. since last summer mm-hmm. at all of consequence. And still she gets great crowd reactions. She got a big pop for this. She gets a, she gets a cheer when she's sarcastically asking for one as a heel because she's so <laughs> over with audiences. So the crowds love her. She's fantastic on the mic. Obviously she's very nice to look at. All of that combines for the perfect WrestleMania host. Yep. And I would like to see her wrestle soon. It's getting a little alarming to me that she hasn't been wrestling more, but this is a good role for her in the meantime until they find a story to put her in. Now, this made me very happy for two reasons. A, I like Alexa Bliss. It fits perfectly. Second reason is because I was growing concern throughout this show that they were going to make the SNL guys host it. Oh, yeah. And I was like, fuck, please, please no. don't. Please don't. <laughs> I beg you, don't make the SNL guys host it. Like, they're fine. I don't want yeah. them hosting my wrestling program. Whenever they have an outside celebrity host WrestleMania, it's, it's always, always awkward. so awkward. It's always it's awkward. so bad. Yeah. Even so, Maria Menounos did the first ever Women's Royal Rumble where she kind of did the intro and stuff, and she was just getting booed, and she was so uncomfortable. And yeah. that's how it always is, because you're a freaking outsider, yeah. and you don't do this all the time. Didn't they have Kim Kardashian host there's, there's a certain... Yeah, they did. Oh, my there's God. Just, there's, a cer- <laughs> there's a certain narrative voice. You know how there's a narrative voice in certain contexts, which you kind of have to get used to, to storytell in that narrative voice? Yeah. That's the problem. You can take the most talented hollywood celebrity you want if you put them into a wrestling event to try to be a wrestling personality it will not feel organic yeah so i just hate that so thank goodness it's alexa yep she's so good on the mic thumbs up she can tell stories thank you great choice yes uh moving on we had a um laughably braun moment where braun Strowman. Uh, receives a car as an apology from the snl guys and he proceeds to destroy it and Braun fashion. I was a little disappointed he didn't flip it. Um, <laughs> but I did enjoy that later. Well, they've got toys to sell. So. <laughs> but I, I did enjoy that later when Batista shows up. The car door is still in the parking lot yeah. of the Smash class and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, so he tears apart this car, throws its pieces everywhere. And now if you go to WWE shop, you can find yourself a Braun Strowman with destroyable car toy set. You can't buy the planet's champion belt but you can buy the fucking car yes. that braun Strowman destroyed in a five second promo That's correct. you can't buy the current wwe championship i want can- it <laughs> i fucking want the planet's championship belt i will give you all of my money ignorant fickle so, yeah, you can go ahead and buy that if you want it. And I will just interject again for another Hulu cut segment, which was a match between Natalia and Nia Jax. Uh, not very good. Uh, 
probably should have been cut. Uh, it was. Afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, it was a good choice, Hulu. Uh, very discerning. Yeah. Um, afterwards, there was a brawl involved uh, between... So Tamina was at, in Nia Jax's corner, of course. There was a brawl after the match um, between the Samoan Slaughterhouse, as they're called, and the Glamazon and the Queen of Hearts. Uh, the Samoan Slaughterhouse ended up walking away from the ring, and then once they got to the back, they were attacked by <gasps> Bo- Boss and Hug <gasps> from the gorilla position. Vicious. Which I haven't seen a brawl in the gorilla position in some time, so I'm okay. I'm intrigued. Uh, it seems a little vicious for Boss and Hug. Their characters currently don't seem to suit is, a out-of-nowhere post-match ambush. Evil Sasha um, is returning. I don't know. Give it to me. I gotta say, Bailey was looking a little more vicious, which wow. seems odd. Uh they can never turn her heel. I forbid it, but it would be nice. You know, it's nice seeing her show an edge a little bit there. <laughs> forbid I forbid it. it. So, no, Vince is aware that I've forbidden this, so he knows it's off the table. And, I wonder uh, what an evil hug would look like. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they would just squeeze the life out of you, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess it would just be what Thanos did to Loki at the beginning of Infinity oh, War. Wow. You know, oh, wow. Oh, evil gruesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, you are a fucking nerd. Yeah. Can't believe you're the one bringing all these I Thanos know. references. I've been watching Marvel movies all weekend, yeah. so it's. I the- host the comic book <laughs> podcast here, sir. Yes, you're right. I need to stay in my lane. <laughs> By the way, if watch you want, Hit the Books podcast. If you want, <laughs> if you want to hear what Emery Saunders, my co-host on Hit the Books, and I thought of uh, the Captain Marvel movie, go ahead and give that a check. Uh, s- minor spoiler alert for the show: uh, Emery hates it, like. He yeah. hates it, and I, I think it's because he's a fucking nerd. But I don't understand why he hates it so yeah, fervently. It's so I passionate. Was, I was like lukewarm on it, but he was destroying worse this movie. than the Green Lantern. He I said? was like, "Come on now, what? dude! Come on!" I just saw uh, it over the weekend. How, how did you feel about it? Just I, I, quick review. I thought it was just generic. I thought yeah. it was just a generic Marvel movie. It's exactly if, how if I, I was felt. just thinking. If someone yep. just asked me like. How are Marvel movies made? I would just be like, watch this movie. It's just, it's the typical yeah. origin story. The jokes are fine, not great. And it's fine. It's just normal and fine. Yep, that's exactly it's what I just, thought. <laughs> it's just the most cookie cutter Marvel movie there uh, is. But Emery went on. It a, wasn't aggressively bad. It yeah. wasn't particularly good. Yeah. Emery went on and a I, long, I, aggressive I don't know rant. how anyone can feel that strongly uh, about it in either direction. He so was, he was, was very Yes, Emery was. <laughs> so be sure to check that out uh, on our, our Hit the Books channel, uh, on our podcast. <laughs> services spotify uh, itunes uh stitcher they're separate shows but on youtube they're on the hit the books overall channel so be sure to check that out if you like uh back to the wrestling yeah back to wrestling so after we have all that uh we had the triple h and batista promo or batista comes in uh i was really hyped for this because you know i really liked the previous promo that they had had and the whole setup with you know the vicious attack on the goat and i enjoyed all of that yeah but this promo was so awkward it was it was strange and it, it like the batista character couldn't figure out whether he wanted to be the aggressive give me what i want or if he wanted to be daddy give me what i want <laughs> give it to me give me what i want and Batista was just spitting and drooling all over so the place. So much like, spit. It was way more than he, he needed so to. so much saliva? Oh, my God, dude. It was like a waterfall. It was a waterfall of saliva uh. dripping down his chin and just hanging 
hanging in HD, glorious it's HD. Like one of George Lucas's monsters from the original Star Wars, just like spitting yeah. stuff with you know their practical yeah. effects. Yeah. Like it did not look human. And then it and then strange. And Triple H did his part fine but it didn't make any sense and in the end he's just like fine we'll wrestle at wrestlemania i'm like and then batista's like oh thanks papa h yeah i mean thank you and then he turns around and wipes the spit off his face and he's done it seemed like neither of them knew what the hell the other one was saying it was like batista was challenging triple h to a match and triple h was saying no because i want to fight you well that's what i'm asking for and then he was still saying (laughs) no and then in a very internet memeable moment (laughs) Batista at one point towards the end of the promo just started shouting repeatedly, "Give, Give me, me what I want! Give me what I want! Give me what I want!" With spit flying, it was just everywhere. So weird. Oh, it was so. Awkward. I really, I really, it was so awkward. I like Batista. I remember being a teenager during probably two thousand five, two thousand six, when the two top guys in the company were John Cena and Batista. You know, John Cena was the guy on Raw and Batista was the guy on SmackDown and there was always kind of this rivalry and they rarely crossed paths and I was always on Team Batista mainly because I didn't like Cena, but I liked Batista. And so, you know, I'm happy to see him get his retirement match and everything, but two 50-year-old guys just like, give me what I want and challenging each other to a brawl awkwardly and a really yeah. stunted, stilted yeah. promo. Yeah. It was just, it, it did not It went land from being a super hype, awesome promo for me to being just a disaster, yeah. just a train It did wreck. not land. But was... they will be having a no-holds-barred match at WrestleMania, so that was the productive thing we got out That'll of That'll be fun. Hopefully. Yeah, if they don't both tear their quads about two minutes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's going to wow. happen. Old man Sorry. shaming over You're here. 50 years old. Uh, speaking of old men, uh, we had Kurt Angle come out to uh, do his last hometown uh, match against Apollo Crews, which was pretty awesome. Uh, it was just a nice moment. Now, I am on record saying I hate it every time I have to watch Kurt Angle wrestle, and this is still true because he always does his stupid German suplexes on his <laughs> fucking neck, and it drives me crazy because his neck is so swollen and disgusting and just ruined. <laughs> how I don't understand how that guy breathes. How does he breathe air through that tube? <laughs> like, there's just, uh, it's so gross. And, you know, I love Kurt Angle as a human being, as a person who's contributed to wrestling, you know, as his former character, you know, the the real champion, you know. I just, I loved all of it and enjoyed all of it for what it was supposed to be. Um, but I, I'm so ready for him to retire. Yeah. I am so yeah. ready. Uh, I would love it if he stayed on as, you know, like an organizational character, like he has been in the past. Um but I really don't want to see him wrestle anymore. Yeah, um, for for his health, yeah. not not because of him, just his health. I can't stand seeing him wrestle. Yeah, it, but it, it's also him for me. Uh, I just can't. He's he's done. He's really really done. Yeah. He's really done physically. He is gassed. He does not have anything left in the tank. Yeah. Uh, this is getting it's getting cringeworthy, and they're putting him against really good wrestlers to try to let them carry the load, like Apollo Cruz, who's super athletic and super fun to watch. Yep. And Speaking just, of which, I, I put my notes. Apollo Cruz needs more showtime because yeah, he's he great, super talented. He's great. He's he's. He's kind of like a powerhouse ricochet in the sense that he always does something physically that shocks you when you see him. So yeah. he, he makes the eyes pop. Yep. And so he's 
and I know him and Angle have a history and a close relationship. So, you know, Angle's on his farewell tour. He's one of the all-time greats. I'm not saying he shouldn't get these matches because he absolutely should get whatever matches he wants before he yeah. goes. And we all just have to deal with it and smile <laughs> and cheer because he deserves it. Uh, he cannot wrestle anymore, but the fact that he destroyed his body entertaining everybody yep. for so long and is one of the all-time greats, you have to give him the respect and just smile and take it. Yep. But I am definitely looking forward to not seeing any more of his matches because he is absolutely done, yeah, done, he's done. Destroyed. He is way more done. Yep. He's more done than <clears throat> The Undertaker, and that's saying something at this point. Yep. And so... We got the announcement just that he's going to have his final farewell match at WrestleMania, and this was just his little stint to mm-hmm. give his hometown something to cheer for. We'll find um, out who it is. Hopefully no one the audience completely hates or yeah. anything. I really want to put something out there to the fans. I get it. We have a very limited influence. <laughs> <laughs> Vince, but if you're listening. If anybody's listening, <laughs> and I might be the only one who thinks this, feel free to disagree, but I think we should change the You Suck chance to something else just for mm. this one match, just as a show of respect. Just yeah. as like, I know it's tradition and everybody loves to do it, <laughs> but just as like a last like one-time thing, you know, be like, you rock or something like yeah. that. Just to show the... Thank like, you. Yeah, something like uh-huh. that. I don't know. So whatever works. Like Never going to happen. <laughs> I, I would like... I agree, to, but never going to happen. I would like to see it happen. Yeah, Please, fans, don't be fucking no. savages out there. <laughs> never going to happen. Uh, you know, I this understand. Is the, this is a man's farewell. Yeah. Just give him something nice to go off on. Nah, he's, he's now been encouraging it to the point that it's just totally embraced now. And uh, unfortunately, it's one of those things... Just one, one time. It's one of those things like... One time. It's one of those things like what... Where it's just it's never going away. It's never going to die. The what thing kind of every sucks. time you hear it. Let's face it. What is the worst thing that ever thing? happened in wrestling? I love Stone Cold Steve Austin, and when he did it, it was fine. It is the worst fucking thing yeah. in wrestling fandom today, and, and it's, it's always, never going to die. It, it always happens at the most inappropriate time. Like it doesn't make yeah. sense. Where like it's when happening. someone who is speaking a yeah. second language is speaking, then yeah. it's what time? Uh, you like, fucking idiots! <laughs> like it's just I hate what. But yeah. yeah, I mean, angle final hometown match yeah. too. This was in Come Pittsburgh. on, guys! Come on! I know this you're is... listening out there. Just get. Yeah. Give him a little love. Just yeah, a little tiny, only. tiny bit Never of love. Get... I you agree. Can, you can do the you suck at the end. Yeah. But, you know, when he's agree, out but... heading out of the mat, give him a little love. Just a little tiny. I agree, but total pipe dream. They are going to give him love, though. He's going to get cheered. <sighs> it's just he's going to get the you suck when those two notes. <laughs> <laughs> this was his final match in his hometown of Pittsburgh, though. So that is notable. The crowd received him very, very well. He yeah. Got a big ovation. So. And, you know, I hate Pittsburgh, but, you know, they were nice. <laughs> There's way too many Steelers jerseys. I couldn't stand it. Gross. Who wears a jersey to a wrestling show? Stop Why? doing it. Yeah. We if went you're to, one of those guys, don't yeah. be those guys. We went to SmackDown in Dayton, Ohio, and there was Bengals jerseys yeah. all over the crowd. And I'm a huge Bengals fan, and I was like, fuck off. Yeah. All right? We don't need to see your Bengals jersey. Maybe if you're in the building where the team plays. Maybe. Maybe. We weren't. We were in Dayton. Like We were in fucking Dayton. people that wore Penguins jerseys to this. Okay. You're in the Penguins building. Okay. The Steelers? Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. Uh, next up, uh, making sure I didn't miss anything. We're good. Okay, so next up we had uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, uh, where Roman Reigns was ambushed by McIntyre uh, at the beginning of the match, and then once again, my biggest complaint with McIntyre, he could be the best villain on the entire show, but he always does this thing where he crouches into a little ball, and he always has to be down on all fours and making himself tiny. He's a huge hulk of a man who is, like, just carved out of marble. Yeah. Why do you make yourself tiny? Yeah. It drives me crazy. Why does he hide his muscles that are very intimidating? Yes. And impressive. Yes. Why? Why? 
but he, they basically have it so that uh, McIntyre gives Roman Reigns a concussion. We have uh, Seth Rollins coming. A head injury of some kind, not officially confirmed as a concussion. Oh, yes, yes. For liability reasons. But suggested, <laughs> highly suggested it's a concussion. Um, and then Seth Rollins comes out and tells him, hey, it's okay not to wrestle, blah, 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 come on. And, and it, it seems like it's kayfabe. It's probably kayfabe, but uh, I don't know if you've heard any It was some good it. acting, so it, it was kind of hard to tell. It was hard to tell. <laughs> I was I was legitimately wondering, especially when yeah. Seth Rollins came out and was like, it's okay, man. Let's go inside. Yeah, that's that's really, what made me suspicious. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe there, was some good acting maybe there is something there. up. Like, yeah. maybe he's sick from his chemo. Like, he hasn't fully recovered, and the, the nausea is, like, all coming down. Yeah, I didn't notice. Did you see the team, the doctor come out? Because he's always the guy with the gloves on. Yeah, he did come he out. He did come out. Yeah. So, yeah, they were really pushing it hard if it was. So, if it was I think it was storyline though yeah. because the ta- it tied into the main event that they made later so i think but yeah was. they had the guy with the gloves out shine the light in yeah. his eyes and, and stuff so that's when they're really pushing it it when really pull the doctor out it really felt like usually it was that's real. how you can tell that something is real is when yeah. the doctor comes out so yeah. they were really selling it hard so i was i i mean it was a it was a cool brutal moment you know yeah to be honest it yeah. was i was like damn mcintyre got a nice push right there yeah this was um, mcintyre's this is one of his biggest heel pushes overall the whole yeah. night. And he couldn't stop crouching. He just couldn't stop. He always got to. Stop being tiny. <laughs> You're huge. Be huge. He's like a, a little puffer fish. He's just waiting for you <laughs> to get close enough. <laughs> little Scottish psychopathic <laughs> puffer fish. Ah. Uh, but basically, this leads to the kind of main event uh, storyline where Ambrose is pissed and wants his revenge and demands to have his match against McIntyre to get his revenge. And uh, pin falls count anywhere, and uh, they go into it. So yeah, basically they no, go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> they go literally I think, anywhere. I don't think they were in the ring for more than like five seconds. No, no, they were gone. They were basically they in, went in the, the crowd stairs, the entire they went time. Into the second level, they went into the concession area. Then yep. they came back around, went over to the audio where the audio equipment is stored. Yeah. <laughs> then they ended on the announce desk. So they went everywhere. Yeah. So I have a few notes for this. Uh, a, he continues to make himself tiny, McIntyre. Uh, B, fuck commercials during matches because, again, several commercial breaks during a main event that was possibly pretty tits, but who knows. Uh, yeah, the nice thing I will say in their defense is that they did show the main spot that happened during the commercials when they came back from commercial. They yeah. showed the spot which helps, going over but the popcorn still, I'd rather see stuff, it which I while like. it's happening. Yeah, that's you true, know? absolutely. But at least um, they gave us that, so we didn't miss that spot completely. And then once again, stop fucking crouching. McIntyre, <laughs> I love you. Let me love you. Stop yeah. crouching. Um, but yeah, I, I I think you disagree with me on this one. But yeah, up until the end, I thought this was brutally boring. Because it was taking them so long to like stumble up the steps and pretend to be injured, but not fall on the fans and hurt the fans. You know, mm. they're... Everything had to be very careful, and everything felt very restrained. Yeah, even, that's true. Even when they put it... You'd yeah. tell it wasn't an indie show, because if yeah. it was an indie show, they would have gone into the fans. And even <laughs> even when they were like on the like set equipment, and he's, you know, McIntyre's rolling Ambrose on the set equipment, it felt very restrained, very mm. slow. I'm like, well, it's making me... Vi- it's, it's making it very difficult for me to suspend my disbelief and think that, oh, yeah, that must have hurt, because he's like barely moving. Mm. And I... For me, I was I was having trouble enjoying it. The end was great. Yeah, I loved the when they were great. on the table and he he stabbed him in the face with the pencil yeah. and uh, he put him on the rail and then did his his kick right through that rail yeah. while he's locked into the rail and the whole rail system comes off and yeah. detaches yeah. with him in it. That was awesome. That was great. I loved all of that, but uh, 
the the majority of the match for me was just such a slog and i was bored out of my mind mm. up until the end and it kind of took the air out of the ending for me because i was so bored and ready for the show to end at that point that i just <coughs> i didn't care anymore mm. and again it, it might be just me but i i really didn't enjoy it yeah i mean i i, I do disagree I, I think it was a banger um I, I I just thought it was one of the best matches I've seen on Raw TV in some time. I do I did notice the restraint. I mean, you could tell it wasn't an indie show. You know, in an indie show, if they need to throw a guy into the fans and risk injuring one of them, they'll do it. Uh, no one's going to mistake this match for ECW or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but for the having to work within the confines of this massive publicly traded corporation they work for and being on a TV taping rather than you know a pay-per-view or anything like that it was always going to be restrained but i think that working within those rules i think they told a really good story and you know that's that's really the main thing to me um you know more than doing the coolest moves more than going the most hardcore more than being the most physical if you're telling a really really good story then i can i can overcome most physical limitations so for me i thought the story that they were telling was just so gripping i just i was I was. I enjoyed the story. I was. Abs- I, I was I immersed in the story. Yeah. I was immersed yeah. in this sight, this crazy, monstrous, you know, heartless, cold, huge, terrifying guy that just wants to commit violence and has the sadistic streak going against yeah. you know the lunatic <clears throat> fringe who, as for all his faults and all his craziness and all the bad things he's done, is ultimately a really loyal friend that cares very much about yeah. his brothers and was out there defending them and was fighting with emotion and heart. And you and you felt you felt it for him when he was getting beat down and you felt, you know, wanting him to sock McIntyre whenever he got the upper hand. And absolutely. So the emotion was high. And then certainly at the end with the stabbing in the face with the pencil was just so brutal. I mean, that was like almost Randy Orton brutal. (laughs) Like it was one of the most brutal spots I've seen on TV in some time. And and I think what really made that moment for me was Renee Young screaming like in terror in a way that felt real. It felt real. She sold it. That is what it sounds like when a wife is watching her husband get physically harmed, which is what it was supposed to sound like. And it's exactly what it sounded like. So that really made the moment for me. I still hear her scream in my head a couple weeks later because it was that like it was blood curdling. It was scary. It was real in yeah. that moment. So yeah. um, for that reason, and then just McIntyre, I think it was one of his best heel moments. They've been trying to get heat for him forever, and the fans just haven't been reacting. They were booing him for this one. Yeah. They had to go all out. And if yeah. he doesn't sustain some heat now, then I just say call it quits on him and his heel turn. Yeah, stop crouching. So, stop crouching. I, I thought, you ruin everything when you crouch. <laughs> so I thought it was a really good match, really good story, really good finish. I think that that I think that elevated the whole show for me because – when I'm grading these shows, you know, they're so long. Well, Raw is so long. Raw is really that long. That ultimately yeah. I try to... Give, Even the cut version is long. Yeah, and I know they have a lot of time to fill, so I try to give the most I try to give the most weight to the beginning and the end. What do you open with? What's your main event? Yep. And for me, this week, the main event was excellent, so that kind of elevated the whole show for me. Sure. So um, for me, um, I get... I totally understand why that elevated it for you and how you may feel that way. But for me, it just wasn't enough. I, I enjoyed the ending. I enjoyed the storyline around it. But, but the event itself just bored me to death. And I just couldn't I just couldn't get into it, mm. you know, as, as much as I wanted to. Uh, in the end, I gave this Raw a really bad rating. Um, again, I didn't see the two matches that were cut out there that you got to see on live TV. Yeah, they um, wouldn't add anything. And they, they <laughs> according to you, they weren't good to begin with. So what's the point? No, they were short um, and bad. I literally had a 
a range that was probably almost an hour long between Ronda Rousey, Moment of Bliss, Braun Strowman's promo, Triple H and Batista's promo, where there was no wrestling. None. For that long span of oh, time. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Because you skipped two matches. Because they were cut there. out. Oh, and yeah. They were shit matches to begin with. Yeah, so, like, brutal. for uh, probably an hour of my watching time of this show, I was just bored to tears yeah. and just didn't care anymore because I wasn't getting any matches. Yeah. Uh, the promos were, you know, flawed, to I say the 90, least. I was 90% checked out by the time the main event yeah and i just i just didn't care you know the kurt angle thing was nice and you know i love the show that apollo cruz put on with him you know it's good showing to apollo cruz to go out there for his buddy and just take the hit you know take the take the pin for his buddy and really put on a good match with him you know really sell everything that kurt angle was doing to give him that great you know send-off in pittsburgh so all credit to apollo cruz and kurt angle Mm -hmm. um but really, I was just bored out of my mind throughout this entire show. And you know how I feel about Kurt Angle wrestling. I yeah. can't even when I'm enjoying the match. I can't stand watching him wrestle because it hurts me. It physically hurts me because I <laughs> I feel the pain he should be feeling. <laughs> yeah, it probably does feel. Um, so I had to give it a terrible rating. Uh, really, to me, this personified everything wrong with Raw for me. Um, and there was just barely any actual wrestling. And I put I gave it a two out of ten. <laughs> a, a really you know. I wish I could give it something better, but I just didn't feel like it was worth anything better mm. to me. Yeah. I, I gave it a 2 out of 10. Yeah, I gave it a 6.0, and like I said, it was really on the strength of the main event. Um, I liked I liked the Shield send-off at the beginning. I liked seeing Shelton Benjamin wrestle, even if it really didn't make a ton of sense. I liked Ronda's promo. I love Alexa Bliss hosting WrestleMania. love Alexa Bliss in general. Uh, and the main event elevated the show for me. So even though... I definitely felt the pain of that middle portion, <laughs> which was most of the show. Yeah. <laughs> and I was also 90% checked out by the time the main event came, but I thought the main event was such a banger. It really saved the show for me. So 6.0 out of 10. Nice. Still a failing grade, but not abysmal. Yeah. Yeah. You get a D minus. Yes. There you go. You Congratulations, Raw. You nailed it, Raw. That's a great That's all you need. That's a great week for Raw. Next up, we have SmackDown. Now, this was SmackDown in Dayton. Dan and I were both there live, so we got a little bit of a inside scoop on everything. Oh, yeah. Not only were we there in Dayton watching the show live and 205 Live, because, mm-hmm. of course, it comes at the end, uh, but we also got to see some stuff that wasn't on the television program. We got to watch the television program after to see you mm-hmm. know, how it was different, you know, mm-hmm. how it was portrayed to the audience on TV, and how we experienced it live and right. the differences. So it's it's kind of a fun time because we get to give you more of a in depth evaluation of the show. So I expect this to go probably a little longer than usual for the show reviews, but mm-hmm. we had a great time. Uh, yeah, uh, I we we always go to these live shows. We went to Starcade. We went to the holiday show here in Columbus. Uh, the Starcade was in uh, Cincinnati, and we're going to another show here in April. At the end of April, we're going to a show in Columbus uh, for another SmackDown. Um, so we just we. We love going to these live shows. They're and awesome. They're, if you haven't been to one or you have kids or anything that haven't been to one, take them. It's one of the most fun experiences you'll have as mm-hmm. a wrestling fan. And um, Nothing like live wrestling. One Nothing. thing I would say, though, is don't get floor <laughs> seats unless you're really, really close. <laughs> yes. If you're really close, it's worth it. If yes. you're like second between third one row. and five yeah we were in 11 yeah and we also had the disadvantage of being behind the mountain samoa joe yes. and his family <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it wasn't as enjoyable uh we were in perfect position for our signs to be on the opening shot that was cool um but other than that it was 
It was yeah. it was a little tough. Yeah, um, not doing the floor seats again. Yeah, rolled the dice. <laughs> yep, came up snake guys. Uh, the elevated area is definitely the way to go. Just slightly elevated. Stadium seating. Just That's what you be mean. above the floor seats and yes. you'll be good. Yes. Um, Unless you're yeah. eight feet tall, in which case you'll have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, feel free to call us out uh, on our ratings and everything if you think uh, we're being too generous or so something like that, or maybe too critical. But uh, we were there. We know what happened. We know what was going on behind the scenes. You weren't. Were you there? Fickle! Uh, but yeah, check us out on that opening shot. I'll probably screenshot it and uh, put it on here again and again. It's probably on the YouTube thumbnail, so yeah, check it out. Because, you know, we worked hard. <laughs> if Alexa Bliss goes to SmackDown, we're taking Alexa Bliss signs next time. I've decided. Okay, but if the Planet's Champion is me. still there, I'm still you doing a fickle sign. Me. Oh, I will do it. I will do it. Uh... But uh, we had a kind of uh, dark match uh, to open the show where we had the Bullet Club come out versus Sanity, uh, both groups we haven't really seen in a long time. I didn't know you guys still worked here. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But we got a really entertaining opening match, you know, that wasn't televised, uh, that really got the crowd warmed up. And it was, to be be fair, it was a great crowd. Yeah. Yeah. They were hot. Dayton's not a big city. It's a pretty small city. I mean, it's the first time Dan's been there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went to the Air Force Museum down there, which is awesome. If you're ever in Dayton, that's the place to go. Um, And it's a free museum. It's Uh, unbelievable. It's run by the government. So you can literally just walk in and enjoy it and then walk out. but uh yeah this crowd was awesome it was, it was a great yeah. crowd there was great signs there was great chance like even the people that weren't hitting were you know getting some yeah <laughs> like, yeah getting some chance going getting some things appropriately yeah getting... notice tv really didn't do it justice the crowd yeah we were there felt a lot hotter yeah than what it, it sounded like, like on tv i think it might be because people were too belligerent yeah because it seemed like they they were catching us like i'm pretty sure there's a part in the very beginning where, where it's like how dare you shane or something like that and i am almost 100 percent certain that was me <laughs> because i was I was shouting at Shane going, how dare you, Shane? Yes, you broke course. my heart and blah, blah, blah. And I kept going. I think it was the crowd was so belligerent that they had to kind of mute us down a little bit yeah. for the live program yeah, because be. there there were some people shouting some pretty, you know, heinous things yes. <laughs> throughout the show. I still love you, Shane! So, there were some rabble rousers uh, for sure. And it definitely sounded like the sound uh, balance came down a little bit on the yeah. crowd, you know, and it was not that quiet. It was it was pretty, yeah. pretty awesome crowd throughout. Yeah, it was the best crowd I've been around for wrestling, Joe. Um, so uh, after the dark match between the Bullet Club and Sanity, where Bullet Club got the pin, right? Yeah, Good Brothers got the pin yep. and uh, got to see Killian Dane go a little bit, which I was super excited about. And I kept trying to get his attention, letting him know that I love him because he is one of my <laughs> favorite big men in the company. Disgusting back And uh, this guy decided to start a shave your back chant. So that was the love that he showed. <laughs> that was, was very nice. I'm not taking the blame that for nice. that. That was not That was me. all you, my friend. No, that was not me. That was the, that was the guy and the grandma behind oh, us. Oh, okay. They're going, that shave guy. your back. Yeah, well, shave you jumped right back. in all right, I did, without I hesitating. Did, I did jump so. in. I did participate Such disrespect <laughs> his, his back hair is gross from belfast his sweaty back hair on that pasty white uh, skin is disgusting it's one of the best big men in this company oh he was he was great some respect. he was great at wrestling he is a great he was just performer. disgusting I, i'm okay with sanity going away and just make killian dane a single star i'd be fine with that <laughs> just put him on my tv maybe with a they have the look though sanity yeah, definitely true. has that's the true. look of the name that's true and yeah. they've put on some they put on some good stuff in nxt yeah. but killian dane specifically stands out for sure yeah so that was a great match uh that you didn't see because you didn't go live like we did hmm. suckers hmm. Hmm. What? who's the filthy casual now hmm. Hmm. 
Uh, next up, we, we had uh, Shane McMahon addressing his turn uh, during Fastlane. He comes out and has this kind of kind of cool opening bit where he's just like blaming the announcer for the crowd booing him relentlessly. And man, were they booing him? Mm. Just yeah, I mean, they I were, was they were shaking the arena yeah. by how much they were booing him and pounding on everything and yeah. just giving him hell. I was giving him everything <clears throat> I got. And again, I'm pretty sure you can hear me on the audio just braiding him. <laughs> and then they cut it out real quick. Yeah. Um, but it's real audible. <clears throat> but basically, he talks about how he's sick of everybody relying on him to boost mm-hmm. them. Now, he's no longer working for all these people. He's working for himself. Uh, and he you know, makes fun of The Miz, and it makes fun of Mr. Miz. Yeah, potato <laughs> face. Yeah, it was pretty Man. great. His fat potato <clears throat> face, man. And overall, as far as heel turns go, it doesn't get much better. Being than that. a dick comes a little too effortless. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, much like his father. Suspiciously effortless. Yeah, but it was great. I loved good it. Promo. It was a good promo. It was a good I'm, start to a night of many I'm, promos. I'm devastated that I don't get to see McMiz together anymore. He but was, he was so it into was the co best. I really was. Though. <laughs> I really was. I love the whole dynamic. I love the whole father yeah. healing storyline. I, I told you the second that they got together <laughs> that one of them was turning on the other he, for a yep. match at WrestleMania. Did Dan, I not? Dan did. He called it 100%. <laughs> the first time they got together, I said, yeah. they're wrestling at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely called it. Um, next up, we had Aleister Black and Ricochet uh, and the Hardy Boys versus Shinsuke Rusev and The Bar. Um, at the show, I was extremely insulted, hence why I'm wearing the Shinsuke Nakamura t-shirt, because he was the only person whose opening they didn't play. The only person! They played everyone else's, but they didn't play Shinsuke's opening. And I was so fucking pissed that during the match I was shouting, how dare you insult Shinsuke Nakamura! Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Far he's fallen. Yeah, I was I was really disappointed by that. I I don't know if he pissed off Vince or what's going on behind the scenes, but clearly he rubbed somebody the wrong way because mm. they are not pushing him anymore. Yeah, there's been some <laughs> there's been some chatter that he kind of was coasting after his Royal Rumble win last year that he hasn't been given his best efforts, and so they kind of de pushed him a little bit. <sighs> um, I wonder about that because I felt like the last match he. Well, I think his I think he fell short in his feud with AJ Styles and that was a, this is just my theory. I think he fell short in his feud with AJ Styles after winning the Royal Rumble and I think that they de-pushed him at that point. They were pushing him very heavily as a main event level guy. There was a lot of hype around his match against AJ Styles at WrestleMania as a result of that Royal Rumble win because they had previously wrestled in Japan and had a big time match there. Yeah. Uh and that match at WrestleMania really fell flat and it was mainly Shinsuke's fault and because he never took it to that next tier, and he really never did during that whole rivalry, even though they had, like, five matches. Um, He did kind of at the end in the last man standing match, was the last match of that feud, but he never took it to that next gear, and I think that there was a perception that he was kind of coasting, and since then it seems like they've just had it out for him. And it's really disappointing. I think his heel turn was probably one of the best heel turns we've had. He's awesome as a heel, and I I feel like... Yeah, the character was made to be a heel. This whole thing with Rusev, like, teaming up with a guy you were just blaming for hurting your wife, like, I just, I hate it. Yeah, I hate everything about it. And it really (laughs) is a huge fall from grace. When I was just watching those takeovers last week, and I watched his 
debut in NXT, yeah. which was a huge deal at the time. It was a huge deal. Literally, when he got to the ring for the first time, the whole crowd drowned him in holy shit chants because yeah. they were so amazed that Shinsuke fucking Nakamura, the top guy from New Japan, was here in WWE ring. Uh, and he put on a class, instant classic match against Sami Zayn. And now just to see him getting the jobber's entrance during the yeah. commercial break to it's, be part of an eight-man tag match. It, it was so After wrestling in a pre-show tag yeah. match on the previous pay-per-view, it's just... I was so not, bummed. He's yeah. really fallen off. But I do think, in their defense, the reason his entrance got cut was because they were entering during the commercial, and he has the yeah. longest freaking entrance. <laughs> he didn't I, have the was, longest entrance. It was clear after I watched the show that they didn't have the time yeah. that the commercial yeah. break his was ending. so long. But that being said, like, why would you have the most fun, interesting entrance of all yeah. of them, probably? just be completely ignored and yeah. like they've been shitting on him for weeks now it's not like it's an isolated incident it just it felt wrong it just it didn't feel right even if you played it real quickly just a condensed version fine yeah but like they played the full bars entrance they played the full rusev day entrance yeah like, they could do that thing they do with boss and hug where sasha just kind of comes out to her intro for like 10 seconds and then bailey's music yeah hits, that's all you need together. to do that's yeah. all you need to do and they didn't they didn't even give him that much respect and that's <laughs> I think that's a little more telling and that's something we got at the live match that you don't see on TV and it was it was pretty disappointing in that regard. However, the match itself, everybody involved was awesome. I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was great. Um I thought it was fun from beginning to end and then we got the surprise at the end when New Day comes out and just wrecks house and mm. beats everybody to yeah. hell. Yeah. I think that was the biggest pop of the night as the crowd went absolutely Yeah, the crowd, the crowd when New went Day wild. Came out. Yeah. <laughs> um but overall, it was just great. Uh, I don't think there was a clear victor because it was just ruined by a new day. Um, but it yeah. was it was a lot it's of fun to across watch. Across the board DQ. It was fun on TV when I rewatched it, and it was fun live. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoyed it. Um, and as much disrespect as they gave Shinsuke on the entrance, he, he was great in the ring, and he got a lot of ring time. So we need to see more of him and Aleister Black. By the way, that is oh, dude, that's a matchup that dude, needs to happen. The <laughs> the Black Mass versus the you know the Kinshasa is yeah. just fucking Their awesome. Strikes. Their kicks. Their strikes. Their are kicks just, were, oof. and they keep doing these sequences where they you know try to undercut each other and do yeah. the straight kick and then do the roundhouse kick over yeah. the top, and they're ducking and dodging yeah. each other. Those two it's fucking those awesome. Those two can have a fun. They match. need to have a singles. Yeah rivalry that would be fucking amazing that would be great um that's one way you could definitely get you know shinsuke's respect back and yeah. really push alistair again yeah um, for sure I, I this needs to happen it really does uh next up we had a excellent usos promo uh where they went through the roster talking about all the people they've beaten and then they uh, reached out and challenged the hardy boys so it seems like we're going to have uh usos versus the hardy boys at wrestlemania uh, tag team match yeah that could happen which i am all in favor of i think that would be one of the greatest tag teams of all time going against the greatest tag team in the world today so i'd be all in favor of that yep now have they they haven't had a significant title match with each other right i don't believe so yeah i don't believe so now but um i'm excited <laughs> I'm not for sure this when the last time the hardys were together was i think it's been a couple years yeah they're always on and off yeah. I'm excited for this, uh, primarily because Matt Hardy looks so good. He does. He's in he the looks, shape of his life. He looks extremely healthy. He's cut. Like skin he, looks great. He, he's still, glowing. He still has a little bit of old man gut to him, but mm-hmm. it's like it's muscular. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's you not can like, see, yeah. yeah, you can see defined abs for the and, first time ever. Uh that that dude has never looked better, you know, yeah. and in recent years. What are you years. doing, Matt? I don't doing know. Keto? He's clearly following the Tom he was Brady. One of the eaters cucumber, of the world. So I want to know, know what he's the eater of now. Yeah. He's pliable. That's what he is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was 
it's exciting for me to see those two go at it uh, at WrestleMania. And boy, this WrestleMania has a lot of matches. Yeah, like it's a shaping lot. Up. I think they're saying that it's. Is there looking... really? I feel like there's no surprise left to be. There's going to be something like <laughs> 17 matches. When that's insane, and that's an insane card. That's this insane. is going to be talking about a seven-hour show. Um, um, which, you know, of course, during NFL season, we'll all spend seven hours watching football without batting an <laughs> eye. But when it's the biggest wrestling show of the year, oh, my God, true. that is so much time. That's true. It's very true. Um, I'm OK with 17 and we're matches. Paying for it. Yeah, exactly. And we're paying for it. And we're still complaining yes. about how long it is. I'm OK with uh, 17 matches if I feel like the time isn't wasted. And yeah. I do think that this card is shaping up really nice. Yeah. So yeah. I'm OK with it. So there's a lot of stuff to look forward to. I think, honestly, it's just making the Becky Lynch, you know, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey thing even more boring to look mm-hmm. at, you know, and trying to get excited because there's the Kofi thing with Daniel Bryan. We got the Seth Rollins versus um, uh, Brock Lesnar, which, you know, we're sick of Brock, but hey, it really looks like they're going to have Seth Rollins yeah. do something. It should which, be a good match. Which should be good. It should be a real, Brock, Brock, um, Brock's last several title defenses have yeah. been really good matches. So. We, got, we got the Goodwill farewell match for Kurt Angle. We got the uh, Usos versus uh, the Hardy Boys, which is just a tits lineup there. Like there's there's a lot of great stuff happening mm-hmm. at this WrestleMania. Yeah. And I know a lot Miz of people and Shane. Miz and Shane will be a heck of a match. A lot of people aren't excited for it, but <coughs> if you look at the overall product and not just isolated on the Becky Lynch hype that's been lost, there's a lot to be had there. Yeah. I I think it's gonna build up to be a great match. Oh, Alexa Bliss hosting yeah, yeah, like that alone absolutely. makes it absolutely. potentially watchable even the filler stuff <laughs> is going to be entertaining now yeah but i will say in defense of the women's triple threat is that regardless of how sour the story has gone that match the match itself is still gonna be awesome it should I be mean, we can all bet it on that should match be being awesome yep. charlotte yeah. flair is great becky lynch is great to, ronda rousey is great uh, yeah it you, should you, be you don't good. have to tell a great story to put on a really good match yeah and the story has gone south but the match is almost guaranteed to be awesome so fingers crossed even that will be fine once the bell rings yep absolutely next up we had an awesome promo and this was even better live i watched it on tv it was good but it was even better live because like you could feel it yeah like you you could could feel it tension in the room the crowd was just just, <laughs> the crowd, the crowd was it. owning it. They were eating it up. Randy Orton uh, calls out AJ Styles and starts talking shit about how he's just this indie guy and yeah, you know, how he's a fraud for saying this is the house that AJ a Styles TNA, built. He made a TNA reference, yeah. which WWE dug, is very careful about mentioning the existence of TNA. Yeah, he dug he said, deep. I was ma- I was wrestling at WrestleMania when you were getting suntans with Dixie Carter, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" I think I said that out loud. He when did. He, said it he too. did. I'm pretty I sure can, I said, "I can Holy confirm shit. that." Yes, <laughs> he just and mentioned he, Dixie Carter. He wasn't the only one. He, there were several people yeah. going, "Holy shit!" Yeah. One thing I gotta say about this promo is that they were really banking on the wrestling knowledge of the crowd. Yeah. Because they were making some references yeah. that only people that really follow this stuff would get, and, and the uh, crowd got it. And I think shout out to Dayton and maybe just South. West Ohio in general, apparently they knew that this was going to yeah. be a crowd that worth putting right. this promo on right. for. And they got it. So, they got all of the references yeah, that were being they hit made. it hard. That Dixie Carter one, that, that got everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had some guys in front of us in the in the line there yeah. that were wearing the classic Bullet Club outfits. Yes, like There yes. were some hardcore fans there here. There were, for sure. Uh, and then they got what they wanted at the very beginning of the show, so yeah. I was happy for them. And Styles came back with, uh, you know, you got a knockoff diamond cutter, and yeah, you got your job because yeah. your daddy got it for you. Yeah, and he's talking about bombs. how he had babysitters his entire career. <laughs> Career, they were you know? throwing bombs at each other dude bombs. it was savage it was, it was so savage. good and you know what it's sad for the tv audience because they didn't get to see what we saw at the very very end of 205 live 
at the very end of 205 Live, uh, we had a dark match between AJ Styles and Randy Orton, where clearly they're getting ready for their feud match yeah. and just doing some practice. Building some chemistry. But it was still great. Yeah, they were still selling still awesome. it. And I mean, these were the hardcore fans that stayed for the entirety yeah. of 205 Live. Like, Yeah, that were still there to the end. And they were there to you know give some props to the fans and really you know put on a nice show and it was it was a great way to send the show off yeah it was, it was fun it was awesome got to see an rko in person yeah which yep. is always fun yep uh, and a phenomenal forearm after that and of course <laughs> your massive erection was there so uh <laughs> randy is a very sculpted man <laughs> uh but yeah it was it was really cool and by the way i need to compliment randy in the sense that when he gives a shit He's one of the best in the business. Yeah, he and puts, you can tell he puts on a great show. From this promo yeah. and from the wrestling that he did in the dark match afterward that yeah. he cares about this he's feud. He's excited. And when he yeah. cares, he is on, and he's one of the best there ever was. And this feud has me super stoked. And this, yeah. is, this immediately, just from this promo, became one of the matches I most want to see at WrestleMania. Yeah. Because yeah. AJ's one yeah. of the all-time greats and one of the greats in the world today. Randy's one of the all-time greats, and when he cares, one of the greats in the world today. Yeah. He obviously cares here. These two are going to put on a show. This could be a potential show yeah. stealer. Yeah, he's not exaggerating this is you're you're in for a treat if anything we saw is something to judge it by mm-hmm. they were spitting hot fire they were wrestling great at the end there it's it's gonna be fun next up we had uh oscar versus uh sonia deville um i love oscar i love oscar we're right behind oscar read into that what you will <laughs> uh but yeah it was a great match and i love seeing her wrestle sonia deville way more than i liked seeing her wrestle mandy rose uh, i think sonia deville has a way better entrance uh is way more intimidating as a character yeah and she and, added this little strobe light thing which i'm yeah. not sure if that was on tv but she got to the ring it was on and there but she it did was... her punch combination yeah. two strobe lights and it was really cool yeah <laughs> it's awesome live on tv they like showed it from the side for yeah. some reason and oh, it, okay. it didn't have the same effect yeah. Yeah, no. When you see it up front, yeah, it looks it looks awesome. It they, looks awesome. If they do that, can, I think on, that was the first time I've ever seen that. I think that was. Yeah. I think they rolled it out there. Yeah, if they do it on TV, they need to do it right in front of her because yeah. that's yeah. where it's awesome. Like yeah. it really sells, and it it just looked badass. It did look it, badass. It, it yeah. felt badass. It looked badass. Uh, the match was pretty fun. Um, a too short I, for my taste. I, it was it was too short. too short. It was a little way too short. Um, I think it's because they're still trying to push Mandy Rose. And basically, they set it up so Mandy Rose accidentally, in quotes, sabotages Sonya Deville, maybe lashing out at her for her screw-up, you know, um, <laughs> and the previous match at Fastlane, um, which I thought sucked because other than that, it was a fun match. It was an awesome match. And I really didn't need Mandy Rose ruining it for me. Yeah. Um, so that was disappointing. But uh, Asuka uh, gets the win in the end. Um, I thought the tap was really lame. It's just, it wasn't, I don't know. (laughs) It It was was the Oscar lock though, wasn't it? It was like this weird modified one. It wasn't. Mm. It wasn't exactly that. Well, the man one. tapped to one of those, you know. It's, it's, <laughs> it just wasn't like Sonya didn't sell it very well, mm. and like Oscar clear like just wasn't in the right position on TV. We could barely see it live. Yeah, we because, could barely see it we because couldn't we see had, anything below the waist. Yeah, anytime they got on the ground, we could yeah, barely see anything. Any mat wrestling, we could. not So see. I had no idea what had happened. I assumed there was some kind of lock, and that was it. But when yeah, I, watched, I think it was the Oscar lock. Yeah, when sure. I watched the show, it was this weird thing i didn't recognize it if it was the oscar lock it was a really awkward weird version mm. of it because it, it just didn't look right something mm. something was off 
And it it just seemed like a kind of crappy ending because I really want them to push Sonya Deville more and yeah. having having her tap almost immediately to this awkward, poorly illustrated lock is just I, I didn't wow. enjoy it, especially because Mandy Rose sabotaged her and then pouted. On, like well, I, I don't care about Mandy Rose after That's they it. made the man tap in two seconds to a modified Oscar lock. You can keep your tears to yourself, sir. Uh, okay. I was just, the man, but I love Oscar. Did it to the man. I love Oscar. I do love Asuka, and it is quite a spectacle to see her wrestle live, even yeah. for five Dude, minutes. Dude, she was awesome. It's she just, was awesome live. When yeah. the, her strikes, I yeah. mean, they're legendary for how stiff they are, but you can yeah. fucking feel it when yeah. you're that close. And she like, sells them right. Wow. There's a nice crack to every yeah. single you one. You can feel yeah. it. I she's, mean, it is an impact. There's a reason why she people is, love her. She's, she's incredible. She's awesome wrestler. Um, <laughs> next up, we had the Becky Lynch promo uh, where she comes out. Again, This this is just getting so old. It's it really again it it brings everything to a screeching halt every time we have to deal with it. But she did this promo where she talks about how she was playing Ronda Rousey like a fiddle, and then Charlotte, of course, interrupts because that's what yeah, Charlotte does now. And it's just getting old. It's and old even th- even though Becky Lynch her lines were were better than they've been before, and it, she was selling it very well. I just don't give a fuck anymore i just want this whole thing over with so i can move on with my life and she can move on to a new storyline where she's not crippled half the time and charlotte flair isn't being wasted on these interruptions every 10 seconds and saying basically nothing what amounts to nothing and yeah for the sake of a woo and i just if you've I've, seen one promo between these two during the storyline you saw this one yeah. <laughs> it's it was i just i'm done <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm every time that they have a promo from now on, I'm skipping it. I'm wow. skipping it. I'm just skipping it because it's ruining my experience. Well, I agree. It's very old, but I was just so happy to see the man. Obviously, I uh, screamed like a little girl when her music hit again to the point that he just, had to tell me to simmer down. These a little erections. Bit. Uh, just, it's really awkward to is. deal with in a live crowd. <laughs> uh, when the man's music hit, I was concerned about whether she'd be there or not <laughs> because of the fact that she's in a raw title feud, which she probably shouldn't be on SmackDown, honestly. Yeah. I think that's one of the problems with this story is yeah. they're stretching it across two shows when they should just be keeping it on Raw. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was just so happy to see Becky Lynch that I was willing to swallow anything. Uh, <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> so immature. Uh, <laughs> I was willing to swallow anything, particularly when she was wearing those skin-tight leather pants. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I did like her one line where she said, you know, do you know how hard it is to play mind games with someone that has no brain? I thought that was a good line. It was a good line. Um, it was, was wasted really, on something was, I didn't care that about. That was really the only good part of the promo. Um, you know, it was kind of... I didn't like, you know, it was disappointing that there wasn't a Becky chant, but they didn't really give the opportunity because she came out. Yeah. The crowd, she got a good pop when her music yeah. hit. And then they killed not it with a commercial me. break. Mostly for me, but yeah. not just for me. And then, yeah, the second she gets to the ring, they go to commercial. Dead. They, and of course, the audience the, is sitting they down. They turn the lights off in the stadium and you watch commercials for five minutes while yeah. she's just standing in the ring in the dark waiting. Yeah. And then you come back and then you're supposed to be hyped again yeah. and you're not. You're you just weren't. done. Nope. And then she cuts her promo. And then when everybody was about to start chanting back, your music hit again. And then they went to commercial. It was just yeah. like, there was yeah. no opportunity for it. So again, it took the energy that was there. Yeah. Again, commercial breaks kill these shows. Yeah. It was and look, just... I know it's called SmackDown Live. You don't have to make it live, live. Like, just film it live with the crowd so you don't lose your pacing or anything. Do the commercial breaks, you know, inject them into the show after. Like, it can, you can be 10, 20, 30 minutes behind the program, mm. and that'll allow you to edit certain things out if something gets screwed up or something. Like, it benefits everybody if it's kind of live. Mm. It's SmackDown kind well, of live. Sadly, 
Fox's $100 billion says that ain't happening, my God friend. Damn it. <laughs> but yeah, not great. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. I'm also bored of this story at this point. Yep. So hopefully they add some new wrinkles sometime soon, maybe. And maybe Becky will actually get to wrestle a little bit, which she seems to never do anymore. So. Yep. But it was great to see the man in person. And then next up, we had an awesome match between Rey Mysterio, R-Truth, as a tag team versus Samoa Joe and Andrade. Uh, This was not a title match. It was just for fun. Um, But boy, was it fun. It was Um, fun. Unfortunately, we we weren't hearing the announcers live. (laughs) But there was an infamous moment uh, where Corey Graves... Told a joke so funny that Byron had to start doing the play-by-play yeah. because they just couldn't stop laughing, yeah. and they were literally just there giggling about it yeah. for for the entire match. Yeah, Byron said something about you know you want to shy away from certain things because you want to keep your confidence high, and Corey responded, "Is that why you don't date?" And Tom <laughs> and Tom Phillips started laughing so hard that he actually just went silent, so you couldn't hear him say anything. And then there was like this extent, there was like this minute and a half yeah. where Phillips couldn't do commentary because he was laughing so hard. So Byron actually started calling the match because yeah. he was like, oh, I guess no one else is going to call this yeah. thing. So he started calling the match. And then <laughs> Corey, Corey started losing it a little bit just because he was seeing how bad Tom Phillips was laughing. Yeah. And then eventually Phillips jumped back in it after like just, a minute and a it half. Was so it, good. Was so it was so funny. good. It's like a priceless moment. So funny. If you enjoy the announcing These are the art. Di- this is why they have to keep it live. Yeah, it, that part was. These great. are the pitfalls of live yeah. TV. See, right after, right after I say that, you convince me I'm wrong. <laughs> Damn it! Now I gotta take it back. You know, this isn't live. So only I'm gonna, I'm live. gonna edit it out, and yes. you're never gonna know. Fuck it! We'll do it live. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the match was awesome, and we had a kind of surprise ending where Rey Mysterio uh, gets the pin there, and um, another roll up. We're gonna start calling him Samoa Joe up. Because he gets rolled up so damn much. Um, we there was a really weird outside thong he was wearing though. Yeah, it was that disturbing. was it was really awkward. It was awkward live, and it was even yeah. more awkward zoomed in on TV. I'm sure, it was a tribute to someone, but uh, like not my maybe, kind of tribute. Maybe it's a tribute to Oscar. <laughs> but it was, it was outside thong. I for the sorry, it works I'm, in Oscar. Maybe work it's because I'm you know it doesn't work on forty four year old luchadors, Ray. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I just I'm not gonna read any more into it. <laughs> It was just weird. It just didn't. It just didn't look right. Very uncomfortable. Know. It was very uncomfortable. Uh, we did have the awesome double six one nine to end it off there, close to the end at least, uh, where he gets the six one nine on both Samoa Joe and Andrade, which that was, was cool pr- spot. pretty awesome. Really cool spot. Um, and then Mysterio gets the pin on Samoa Joe, and Joe, as he does, just rages against R-Truth and Andrade and destroys them while uh, Mysterio is kind of uh, stumbling back away mm, from the ring going, yes. fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Samoa Joel up was not happy. Yeah, no, he was he was not. Uh, but overall, awesome match. Uh, I don't know if you got anything to add to that. but Nope, uh, nope. think you covered it. Pretty good match. Fucking good wrestling. Tits. In a night with not a lot of wrestling, this was some good wrestling. Yeah, and then we had another pretty awesome match following up. Um, not quite as great as the uh, Fastlane matchup, but uh, still really solid and really great. We had uh, Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali in the <laughs> tag team versus Daniel Bryan and Rowan. And uh, Rowan, once again, got a ton of showtime, which is great. 
I think it's a good thing, A, for the storyline because it, it takes the heat off Daniel Bryan until WrestleMania, and that's when you get to showcase Daniel Bryan and have him fresh where Rowan's doing all the heavy lifting right now, um, which I think is appropriate. It gives Rowan a time to shine where he hasn't really gotten the, the opportunity since he was with Bray Wyatt and whatnot. He's always kind of a background goon, and now he's getting some some more light. You know, He's quoting Galileo live on TV, <laughs> and he's he's just rocking everybody on the roster, and it's, it's fun to watch. Um, I, I see. I, Rowan was the guy I least enjoyed in this match. I, I, I like Rowan. I enjoyed it. I don't. Man. I don't dislike Rowan. Yeah. I just love the other three guys so much. The more. other again, the other guys are great. It's yes. fucking hard to stand up next to those other <laughs> it's guys. True. But it's true. I just wanted to give a shout out to Rowan because yes. you know he never he gets is pulling his weight. He never gets any love, and he's doing a great job. Yeah, he is. And I also love that he looks like a Doctor Seuss character who happens to also be yeah. a Viking. He really sells that kind of unhinged, sadistic half-wit kind of goon, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like the hills have eyes he, type of he, deal. He, his yeah. character feels real. I so love it. He is definitely immersing himself in it. And I, I did put, again, fuck commercials, because this was a great match, and I missed some of it on the TV program because, you know, it was stuff that we couldn't... But yeah, I just... It, this is another one of those matches where we had commercials. Just always fucking commercials. And, uh, of course, we were at the live show. Don't know if we told you yet. We were there. We were there. Were you? Fuck off! Um, but uh, after going back and watching the show, I was like, fuck, they missed some pretty good stuff that we got to see live. That was pretty awesome. Um, and then we had the, uh, towards the end there, we had uh, Rowan being the monster he is and doing his iron claw. Yes. <laughs> and, and slamming down Truly Mustafa Ali. Truly disturbing finisher. Suiting the character. Mustafa Ali is just a punching bag yeah. at this point. The poor, the guy is amazing. He was the highlight of this match for me. But he just keeps getting his ass destroyed yeah. because he sells so well. Yes. He's really, yes. really, really good at selling. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm pretty sure he could make Alexa Bliss look like Brock Lesnar if he wanted to. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's really good at his job. Um, he's in for a push, I think, but he's going to have to uh, pay his dues, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And in the end, Rowan gets the pin and uh, does pretty much all the heavy lifting for Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan gets in there a few times to do his, you know, very malicious uh, technical wrestling. Yeah. And he he did like one flying knee, I think, um, somewhere in there. I can't remember when, but uh, yeah, it was it was what we expect in the build up to mm. WrestleMania mm. with all of these matchups against Daniel Bryan and Rowan. And uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I really did. Yeah, me too. I wanted a little more KO, but uh, that was my only complaint. It was pretty good for a TV main event. Yep, and I love seeing Mustafa Ali. You know, yeah, after he got injured and Kofi came in and had that whole wave, I was like, "Fuck, Mustafa Ali is going to be forgotten." Yeah, you know, he's just going to be. Yeah. Left, he's going to be left behind. Yeah, I was concerned about that too. You know, next to the roadside there, but they, they've been letting him wrestle. Of course, he's getting his ass kicked every time, yeah. but still, it's still fun to see him. They're putting him in those matches for a reason. I think Vince is high on him, and he has good reason to be. Yep. And we got to see his entrance live, so that was cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next up, we had the end of the show. Um, the boss himself, Vince McMahon, comes out and uh, goes on his rant about the New Day and specifically the whole Kofi situation. And it's um, <coughs> this is something where he came out to not only the you know I'm not worthy chance you know that everybody was doing, but also horrendous booze as yes, you would expect from the boss. Uh, which is why we love Vince as a character because he's he plays the character so well. He is the character. He's a legend. You know, he built this billion dollar enterprise. You know, 
yeah. pretty pretty much by himself. Yeah, he knows something. He knows something about how to do this. There's a reason why we love him, uh, even if we don't think he should necessarily be the person in charge of the storylines and whatnot. Give and, it to the game. Uh, yeah, give it to Pop H. Um, but uh, at the live show, there was something we noticed. There was a commercial break right after his entrance, uh, after he gives a little bit of his speech. And he was behind the scenes in the dark, like setting everybody up. He yeah. was telling where the cameraman should be. He was telling where the ref to stand. He was telling. Yeah. Uh, he was the, directing traffic in yes. the dark during the commercial. What break. a fucking pro, dude. <laughs> he never stops. The working. boss is never not the boss. That's yeah. the one thing I've always heard about him is that he never stops working. And now can confirm. Yeah. He just. <laughs> it was a commercial break. He and it was a stop working. It was not a short commercial break. Yeah. It was a long yeah. ass commercial break with a whole wrestlemania promo added to it it was and he was just working on the entire time we're watching him direct traffic tell everybody where to stand where to point the camera where the lights should be pointing how he's going to walk around this area how he's going to go to this area during the speech where kofi's going to stand where the new day's going to stand i was i was very impressed and i was i was kind of awestruck but because you know i don't think we've seen him live have we no yeah no I did uh, once back yeah. when back when he was even more enormous, by the way, and yeah. his freaking the lapels on his vest were at <laughs> bursting at the forty five degree angles because yeah. his chest was so huge. He's got a little smaller, but he's still a big guy for seventy three. Yeah, and I don't Check know how out he that, finds uh, the time. Since men's clearly... health article he did, I think, last year. Yeah, where he's holding the chains. The dude's always huge. Working. Of course, he's roiding, but you know, <laughs> always working. Everybody knows he's roiding, but it <laughs> uh, doesn't take away from the work he's put in. You know. Um, but yeah, love Vince. So basically, Vince is going on this long-winded rant where he's getting booed the entire time, as you'd expect, playing up the character. And then New Day comes out and interrupts. Um, All business New Day, by the way. They weren't bringing no, no pancakes. No pancakes. They were stoic no face. They were walking yep. straight to the ring. No trumpet. All business. Yep. And um, it was cool. I, I, I think you disagreed with me a little bit, but I don't like how the majority of it I, I you know I flipped a little bit when Kofi came in at the end, but I didn't like how the majority of it and majority of the speaking up to this point seems to be done by Biggie and Xavier Woods. I I I feel like if you're gonna push Kofi as this big character that needs to have his push and get the respect he deserves, he needs to stand up for himself. And I haven't seen that, and that's what makes me kind of disappointed in this whole movement. Mm. Is that I do disagree. I, I feel like in all of these little promos and everything, it's always Big E talking for him. It's always Xavier Woods talking for him. It's never him. He's always looking away, you know, not looking at, at the at Vince in the eyes directly, you know, just kind of being passive. Kind of, he's like a beaten stepchild or something. Mm. He just doesn't play the part that I think he should be playing as a guy trying to get his own. Now, when he's up against people, he does. He, you know, with AJ Styles, you know, come on, I'm a man. I, I, you know, mm. it's been 11 years, blah, blah, blah. When he was shouting at AJ Styles, I was all about it. But he doesn't do that with Vince for some reason. Mm. And I I think, I feel like the other two are pulling it too much. And I think Vince kind of had a point when he's talking about these young bucks that are constantly pulling you along because it was shown even in the promo. Now, of course, that changes at the end. At the end, he he pushes them aside and starts going into his spiel. Yeah, he does stand up which, for himself, which is what he needs to do. But he didn't do it until like the last like five seconds of the promo before Vince throws the gauntlet match at him. But it was, I was, 
I just feel like up to this point that he hasn't been selling his character very well. And I don't know if that's the writing. I don't know if that's how he's, it's supposed to be framed because he is so respectful of the organization. But I just, I don't like how Big E and Xavier Woods have been doing all the heavy lifting mm. and, and the promo work specifically. Yeah. yeah, I totally disagree. I think this was really, really good storytelling in this promo. I think it's one of the best promos I've ever seen, to be honest. Um, Ooh, I, I, and I the reason, very strongly disagree. I mean... Yeah, he showed anger with AJ Styles because he was in a competitive place where AJ was trying to pity him and he didn't want to be pitied. He wanted to take his shot at getting into the main event. Um, that's when it's the time to show anger. In this case, yelling at your boss is probably not going to get you anywhere. So what he did was he came out to hear what the boss had to say. And that was what was on his face was the anguish of this isn't fair and I know it and you know it, but let's talk about it. When Vince started saying, you're a B-plus player, you're not a main event guy, you're hanging around these young bucks, all this kind of stuff, that pissed off Xavier Woods and Big E. And that is something that I think we all experience in real life, which is it's you're much quicker to anger on behalf of someone you love than you are on your own behalf. Most yeah. people, that's how it works. If someone fucks with your girlfriend, you're gonna get you're gonna get angry quicker than if they say something about you. If they yeah. say something about you, you'll just be like, okay, whatever, dude. If they say something about your girlfriend, you're gonna get pissed off. This is their best friend. This is their brother. They are angry on his behalf. Yeah. So he lets. But it's been eleven years. So he allows them to say their piece. He allows them to say their piece to express what they're feeling in that moment because they're the angry ones. He is calm and composed, and he's going to say what he has to say, but he's going to let his friends just get it off their chest. They get it off their chest. They say what they need to say, and then he says, okay, that's enough, guys. I don't want you guys getting fired for me. So he steps in once they start to escalate to the point that they're putting themselves in jeopardy. He lets them say their piece. He lets them express themselves, but then once they're putting themselves in jeopardy, that's when he says, all right, I got this. You guys can back off. That's when he tells Vince, just, look, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to threaten you. I'm not going to hit you. Just what do I need to do? Just tell me what I need to do. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been busting my ass. I don't complain. I always do the right thing. I always yeah. show up to work. But why, I my why keep moments. doing that? What do I need to do, <laughs> he's Vince? A, he's already done this. This is very... And clearly it hasn't worked. He's already done the nice guy, what do I need to do, Vince? He hasn't, though. He has. He hasn't. He's constantly been asking, no, he give, hasn't, me, give me the he time match, asked, what do I got to do? And Vince always screws him over. He hasn't been screwed over until... Until he's Fastlane. screwed over at Fastlane. He was screwed yeah. over at Fastlane, and this yeah. is the Fastlane Fallout show. So this is the first time they're interacting since yeah. he realizes that Vince is yeah. openly screwing him over, and this is his response to it, which is, you hurt me, but you know what? I think I deserve this. This is why. What do I need to do? These are conversations people have with their bosses all the time. Yeah, um, but I thought is, the character yeah. acting was really good. He's angry when he needs to be angry. He's fired up. When he, he doesn't need to be angry all the time. That's just, that's Ronda Rousey. That's not Kofi Kingston. That's not who yeah. he is. That's not his character. Yeah. So he was being very clear. What do I need to do? And Vince did tell him what he needs to do, which is win a gauntlet match against five men next week. <laughs> so I thought it was a great promo. I thought it was mostly heavy. I thought, the New Day are really showing off their acting chops, their character work chops. I really felt the emotion from all three of them. It felt genuine to me, especially Kofi. I love the facial expressions that he had going before he spoke, and you could just feel the pain and the injustice of it, and you felt for him. Um, and then he really he really spoke from the heart, talking about not being able to go trick-or-treating with his kids for all these years because he's always been here. Um, so I think this is great storytelling. I think this is the kind of storytelling WWE doesn't do enough of, and that's why nobody cares and nobody reacts to anybody anymore. And that's why the whole place was drowned with Kofi chance the entire night <laughs> because of the story they're telling with him. So I thought it was great. I thought it was one of the best promos I've seen. Um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic to be honest. All right. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. It wasn't my thing. Um, but I totally get why you liked it, but there will be a gauntlet match next week. 
next week. Uh, last and this week for, <laughs> in reality. If Kofi is able to defeat The Bar, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and Rowan all in a row. Which then which we expect. You will get a <laughs> Dewey. I, I mean, That's a lot of people. <laughs> that is a lot of people. <laughs> Including a 13-time world champion. But, uh, and the reigning U.S. champion. We are, what, three weeks? Ooh. Two two and a half yeah, weeks from yeah, WrestleMania? two and a half weeks from WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. We're officially three weeks from WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Sorry, jumping ahead in time here. Uh, we are so, time travelers. Yeah, so gauntlet match that. I expect that. I expect that to be the main event next week. We'll see how much time <laughs> they give that match. I'm very interested in the outcome. Who knows? Oh, it's oh. <laughs> probably what we expect. So that was the send off. Probably what I expected. They went say. dark <laughs> as they. So yeah, and I'll just say that on the strength of the promo work, um, I had one complaint about the show, which was not enough wrestling. But yeah, the same complaint I had. Shane's promo, excellent. Um, Becky's promo, eh. Uh, Uso's promo, excellent. Styles Orton, fire. Uh, awesome, uh, awesome promo. And then I thought the last promo was also fire. Um, and one me. of the best promos I've seen. So on the strength of all that, I gave the show a nine and a half. Gave it a nine, nine and, a half. and a half. But there wasn't enough wrestling. There wasn't enough wrestling. That's what the half point is. God damn. But the promo work. I'm calling was so out your good. live person bias. I just, I just, <laughs> no, I just, I watched it again, and I thought it was better the second time because I could hear everything. I couldn't wow. hear anything with the. You know, the chick that was sitting behind us screaming during every promo all night. Um, yeah, once was, I actually got to hear it, was it was even better than I thought. I mean, I didn't hear him say, I don't want you guys getting fired for me. I didn't, you know, I didn't hear him say, you know, what do I need to do? You know, I didn't hear some of that stuff. I didn't hear Vince say you're a B plus player yeah, at the time. We did not so hear a lot of that. Being able to hear all of that and, and seeing the facial expressions more because Vince was kind of sta- standing in our view. Yeah, Vince was blocking So I could really see yeah. Kofi's face. And when I saw his face on TV, it broke my freaking heart. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I knew how good a promo it was. Uh, so I just didn't like how pathetic I thought it was he looks. Great storytelling for a guy that's trying to be his own champion. Yeah, like it's, that's not what a champion does. He doesn't sit there and pout and yeah, you know, okay with showing. Put his tail between. Well, his it's legs. not pouting. He's pouting. He's putting his tail pouting. between his legs. No, that's not. What he looked like a, little, a hurt puppy dog. That's, that's just false. That's, I mean, that's it's just the wrong. truth. It was it's not pouting. Pouting is where pouting is. I hear this is pouting. Okay, that's pouting. That wasn't what he was no, doing. No, he that's was what waiting, he was doing that without his arms crossed. He was waiting crossed. for an opportunity. That's what he was doing. He was sad and hurt <laughs> and waiting for an opportunity to speak. And then when he got an opportunity to speak, he spoke very directly Well, he had the opportunity the entire time. And courageously. So. Uh, no, he was letting his friends like get their anger off their he, chest. So. He made himself look like a bitch. That's what I thought. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, you think everyone needs to be Aleister Black is your problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've been a lot, around a lot of strong leaders, specifically in the Army. And none of them acted like that when they wanted to do something great or try something new. They stood their yes, ground. Well, they did course. what they're supposed in the to. Military. <laughs> well, this is you don't a, show this emotional a, vulnerability. This in is the a military. combat situation. Uh, this is wrestling. It's not. It's a storytelling. It's, it's, this isn't your boss at the office where you're in it's a, a soap where opera. you're in a cubicle every day. It's a soap I opera. Don't, I don't Pass. Very good. Soap Hard opera. pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but overall, I I love the show because when the wrestling was there, it was awesome. Uh, overall, the promos, there was some fucking amazing promos during the show. Even if I don't agree with you on the Kofi one, like the AG Styles fucking Randy Orton one was amazing. Mm-hmm. Usos are always entertaining. Mm-hmm. Shane McMahon was great. I love Vince, you know, even though I don't think I don't think it was a bad promo. I just didn't think it was as good as it should have been uh, for the, the Kofi thing. And I think Vince was carrying most of it with Big E kind of taking the lead on that side. But um, because Big E's great on the mic in general. 
Um, but I gave it a, a really, really strong seven out of ten. And my only complaint was that there just wasn't enough of the wrestling. And the again, <laughs> the wrestling was awesome when it was there, and we mm-hmm. and it, live we obviously got more live than people did on the TV show. But I feel like there could have been more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave it a really strong, really strong, almost an eight, seven out of ten. So really enjoyed it. And that's my verdict there. I did not see NXT yet, so I'm, yeah. go- I'm going to go back and watch it. But uh, so why don't you run do, us through it? Well, we can do we can do 205 live since we both saw it. Sure, why in not? Person, let's um, knock it out. So in the opening match, the tournament to determine Buddy Murphy's opponents at WrestleMania continued. These were the semifinals: uh, Cedric Alexander versus Oni Lorkin. Um, on the flip, this was kind of the upside of sticking around for 205 Live was that there wasn't enough wrestling on SmackDown. Well, 205 Live gave you a full hour of wrestling. So um, these were two, there were two very extended matches yes. for this tournament, starting with Cedric there, Alexander and Oni we, Lorcan. We, we, we were predicting that there was going to be a third match during the, while we were there live watching it. And we're like, yeah. damn, this, these matches are going kind of long. Yeah. How are they yeah. going to fit another match in? Yeah. And then they didn't. They gave him the whole show. <laughs> and it was great. I mean, these matches both probably went 20 minutes. Yeah, they were awesome. Uh, Even the fantastic. guys we didn't really like before the match, we really grew an appreciation yeah. for i think because yeah. we were just we we're blown away by how good it was yeah. you know even though they weren't necessarily the biggest names they were fucking putting on a show yeah certainly with cedric alexander and oni lorkin i knew it was going to be good i was hyping out alexander to you yeah. as he was coming yeah, he's out pushing, uh, he's pushing cedric pretty yeah, hard there. I, I like cedric a lot i think he's a fantastic in-ring performer and I he was awesome he's another guy that struggles with promo work which is what holds him back but there are very few guys I want to see in a match more than Cedric. If Cedric's an option, um, yeah. he showed off what he's so good with. The only complaint I had with that match was that Lorcan hit his finisher from the top rope, and it wasn't a three, and I always hate when that happens really in any situation. I think if anybody hits their finisher from the top rope, it should be a three count, unless somebody, at the very least, he should have got his foot on the rope. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody should be kicking out of a finisher off the top rope. That's just minor nitpick, minor hang up. Um, but besides that, really, really good long, yeah. long form match. It was really entertaining. Really loved it. And yeah, C- Cedric's fucking amazing. He's, he's was, incredible. I love. I was blown him. away and, by uh, that guy. As expected, he won the match uh, with the lumbar check, which is his finisher. So great stuff from Cedric Alexander as always. Got a couple let's go Cedric chants going. So that was a fun time. Um, Then a quick Mike Kanellis promo. He didn't come out this week, but he did go to Drake Maverick, who informed him that on the next edition of 205 Live, he will be competing against, quote, one of the top cruiserweights in the world, end quote. And if he loses... He is going to be losing his job on 205 Live. <gasps> so we'll see who his opponent is next week. I'm interested to see who that opponent is because I totally don't know. Uh, <laughs> and if he loses, he's gone. So we'll see what happens with Mike and Ellis next week. And in the main event, it was the other semifinal match of the Cruiserweight Tournament. The premier athlete, Tony Nice took on the submission specialist, Drew Gulak, in another yeah. really long, really good match. Yeah, like <laughs> Now, Gulag, I, I I know who Gulak is because we watched him previously in a couple uh, matches. I think they were both on NXT. Yeah, we saw him in NXT. NXT. Yeah, I showed him to you in NXT. Um, that's where I know him from. And I, I'm not a huge fan because, again, he's very technical very slow a lot of grapples and doesn't really leave his feet yeah these weird like you know stretches and abdomen stretch and you know these arm bars and just 
contorting people's bodies on the ground, which is not great for a live audience, as mm. we know. Yes. Because <laughs> you can't <laughs> fucking see. Um, but uh, I, I'm not the biggest Gulak fan. But in this match with Nice, it was just, they both went all out. Mm, they yeah. were both awesome. And yep. he wasn't just doing the technical stuff. He was doing, he was showing that he can do all the other yeah. stuff just as well. I think he went to the second and, turnbuckle at one point. Yeah, even, he did. Which was unusual for him yeah it was awesome i love came more of a suplex machine than a submission specialist yeah for this i <laughs> i expected this to be kind of a snore fest mm. you know uh yeah nice i I'd, I'd seen him once before in kind of a throwaway match i mm. can't remember who he was against but I, i've i've only seen him one time maybe it's maybe it's the royal rumble was he in the royal rumble he might have been i don't remember but i remember seeing him one time i, I can't, don't remember I the can't last remember. time i've I seen can't. him either but i remember seeing him one time and it was like a throwaway thing and he was out mm. um and Gulak, I just explained my experience with him. You know, I've seen him in his technical matches. Um, I liked, <laughs> I like him because he helped me introduce uh, Guggenhagen. <laughs> Bugenhagen. Bugenhagen. <laughs> Felt the casual here. But no, Bugenhagen was hilarious, and I want to see yes. more of him. And uh, they had their whole technical matchup there with Bugenhagen's little <laughs> gimmick going on the whole time. Yeah, he's and only the- seen Gulak used as a guitar. <laughs> then we, <laughs> and it was amazing <laughs> and then we had the the original bro or whatever come mm. out and have his whole submission off yes super uh, submission off which was pretty cool yeah um but this match i love this match. i i honestly thought this match was better than the first match mm. and wow. the first, the first match was really good yeah you know i know you were you're a huge Cedric yeah. fan so that probably helped you out a but I, I'm biased. I'm not as familiar with all these guys, so just with the two matches as yeah. separate, somewhat unknown entities, yeah. I really enjoyed the second one. Yeah. And, and not to say I didn't enjoy Cedric's match, I just thought the second match mm. with Nice and uh, Gulak was just that good. Yeah, it was that good. Fantastic. I, it was something that was a pleasant surprise for me because I expected nothing from yeah. this match. Yeah, and this is just two o five live every week. I mean, if you're a person that cares about the in ring product and doesn't really care about a dead crowd or weak storytelling, <laughs> then two o five live is the show for you because this is a phenomenal in ring product every single week. And once again, no. they brought it this week. Tony Nice did get the win over Drew Gulak, so he will advance, which means the finals to determine. Buddy Murphy's opponent at WrestleMania will be Cedric Alexander versus Tony Nese on 205 Live next week. Who knows who's going to win that one? You certainly don't. And <laughs> <laughs> so good show. I gave, I'm going to start giving grades to 205 Live because we were not covering 205 Live yeah. for our first several episodes. Yeah, so by all means. I gave 205 Live a nine and a half. Um, I give it I'm a nine. Out, I'm giving out I really, give it a nine. Yeah, gave it a nine. nine. I mean, the only reason I don't give it a 10 is because there wasn't a third match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I give it a nine. The in ring product was so top notch, and we were starving for some wrestling yeah. after the SmackDown where there was so little. So yeah, yeah. 205 Live delivered what we were needing. And then, of course, we in our live event got a little boost because at the end there, AJ Styles and Randy Orton came out and gave the audience a, a little extra bonus yeah. wrestling. Quick there. little five minute dark match, which was, which was pretty great as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, we had a great experience all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you take us through NXT and NXT UK? Okay, so on NXT, the Dusty Classic continued with the Forgotten Sons and Mustache Mountain. Um, match, this match wasn't great for me. Uh, I was kind of surprised by that. I think I don't love the Forgotten Sons gimmick, but um, I heard someone call them a. 
I heard someone refer to them as white power sanity. <laughs> that is pretty much. It's, pre- it's, it's kind of accurate. That's pretty much all I think about now when I see the Forgotten Sons yeah, is that pre- they're white power accurate. sanity. Uh, so I don't love their gimmick, but I do think that they're good in the ring. And I think Mustache Mountain is one of the best tag teams on planet Earth. So I was kind of expecting a pretty good match here and I didn't really get it. Oh, uh, wow. It, it was kind of disappointing, and the outcome was disappointing because the Forgotten Sons defeated Mustache Mountain, so that was just the fan in me that wanted to see Mustache Mountain advance, and I certainly don't want to see Forgotten Sons versus War Raiders at TakeOver when we have all these other excellent teams available. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, that was kind of a bummer. Um, then after that, we had Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair. Io and Bianca had been going at it a little bit for the last couple weeks ever since uh, they had a tag match together against uh, Shayna Baszler and her goons. Uh, Io Shirai, of course, pinned the NXT Women's Champion in that match, and uh, her and Bianca had a little bit of a run-in afterwards. They've been throwing barbs at each other, um, so they got into the ring to settle it. Uh, it was a decent match. Um, didn't go super long. It, it felt like it went only eight or nine minutes. I didn't check, but it felt like it went eight or nine minutes. Um, good to see Io in action, yeah. so I won't complain about that. She is really, really fun to watch. She's the ma- She's the master of the sky for a reason. She flies, and uh, it's really impressive in a way that most women don't. Um, Bianca Belair, of course, is mega talented, super athletic. So pretty fun match. Um, But as usual, whenever anyone that's sniffing around Shayna Baszler is wrestling, she was at the announce desk talking about how worthless everybody in the ring was. (laughs) And then eventually she lost her patience, went into the ring, destroyed everybody. Kyrie came out to try to make a save wearing her mom jeans, and uh, <laughs> right Awkward. when she got to the ring, she was also instantly destroyed by Shayna Baszler. Uh, what kind Shana... of pirate wears mom jeans? <laughs> so Shayna choked out all three women with the Kirafuna clutch uh, and left them all laying in the ring and stormed out like the big bad biatch that she is. Which, they're dead. By they're, the way, they're literally dead. Which, by the way, if Ronda leaves, please put Shayna on the main roster so she can do this on the main roster. <laughs> and as she was leaving, uh, she was accosted, shall <gasps> we say, by uh, the NXT backstage interviewer. Can't remember her name right now. But she delivered the news to Shayna that uh, William Regal was not too fond of her assault on all three of her potential number one contenders. And so William Regal decided it's going to be a fatal four-way at NXT TakeOver for the NXT Women's Championship. It will be Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, Bianca Belair versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, so that match should be awesome. And I'm really looking forward to that. Very as nice. I am the rest of the TakeOver card. Very so, nice. Very fun stuff. Good story advancement there. Shayna looking badass as usual. And in the main event, the Dusty Classic rolled on with Blackishay versus DIY. Uh, this match was an absolute banger. I just wrote down absolute banger in my uh, notes. Excellent notes. <laughs> uh, this was. So is, is Ciampa fully back from injury? So this was this was the last set of tapings before before, his before injury the happened. injury was a. Gotcha. Ri- a gotcha. I, I think it might have happened in this match. I'm not 100% sure. I think it might have happened. I think the. I, oh, that's right. I popped in for this match yeah. while you were watching it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did. So I know that this injury was kind of something that had continued over time, as it usually is with these situations. Um, I forget exactly what the condition is called, but it's the same one that ended Paige's career and Edge's career. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, so I know he's got, I think it's stenosis. 
I think that's what it's called. Um, but I think that's what he has, and I think it was something that was building up, but I think it was exacerbated in this match at some point. Um, but the match itself was fantastic. It was a five-star match. Uh, one of the best tag matches of the year. As you would uh, expect. <laughs> yeah, as you would expect. These are excellent wrestlers, and even though Blackishay doesn't have the best teamwork yet they showed more of it in this match than they have in any of their tag matches yet in my opinion and of course diy is just diy i mean we can't say anything more about gargano and champa at this point um so blackishay ended up getting the win um the the reason for that was because gargano was stuck on the outside with an injured knee couldn't get up couldn't stand so champa was pretty much going it alone against both uh ricochet and black he got hit with the black mask ironic yes (laughs) ironic he got hit Champa with... was the guy yes. going at it alone because oh, of it gets a more, knee injury. It gets more ironic, trust me. Uh, so Champa was hit with the black mass and the 640 to lose. And he helped Johnny Gargano to the back with his injured knee. And when they got to the top of the entrance ramp, Johnny Wrestling grabbed Champa by the neck and threw him into the LED board. In the exact wow. same fashion <gasps> that Champa did to Gargano you? at NXT Chicago, I that started all their bridges were amended. That <laughs> started their entire feud was Champa attacking Gargano. Oh no, actually, I'm sorry, I, I, I already delivered this wrong. Champa attempted to throw Gargano into the LED board again, like the shitbag that he is. Gargano stopped them. Damn by, you, Larflees! Gargano, damn you! Gargano stopped him by stepping onto the knee that was supposedly injured and smiling, showing that he was faking it, and then threw Gargano into the LED board himself. So this means, I believe, that Gargano anticipated another. Yes, exactly. I believe Gargano anticipated another betrayal on Champa's part, was ready for it, faked an injury, <laughs> and double-crossed him instead. And uh, assaulted him a little bit after that. Him and his wife, Candice LeRae. She had a wicked smile on her face. He had a wicked smile on his face. The crowd was chanting Johnny Wrestling. Uh, He is fully embracing this heel who thinks he's a hero role beautifully. Um, I think this was the next logical step in this feud. I'm glad that they're not just buddy-buddy again because that was ridiculous. Um, And this is a good way to write Champ off TV um yep. for kayfabe reasons so uh really really well handled at the end there really well handled once again nxt storytelling is blows the main roster so badly out of the water it's embarrassing i don't understand how this is the same company yeah uh, but yeah. alas here we are i so, think we all know why yeah i, yeah, think, I, think, I think we know why yeah. give the reins to the game so because of the disappointment of Forgotten Sons of Mustache Mountain, I knocked this show down a little bit, but I still gave it a 9.0 because that main event was a match of the year. You candidate. knocked it down a little bit? I knocked it down a little bit. You knocked yeah. it down to a 9? <laughs> well, when I wouldn't call that knocking it down. The main event was a 5-star <laughs> match, so usually a 5-star <laughs> match at NXT is going to give me pretty uh, close, but wow. Whew. Yeah, they just burned up the snap. I'm going to yeah. have to give this one a, a nine. A nine. Nine. This is how high yeah. NXT sets the bar. I'm going to have to start giving them yeah. 12s and 13s and Raw shit. would murder half of its <laughs> roster to get a nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, they're not sniffing nines. NXT's <laughs> bad week is a nine. <laughs> uh, so for NXT UK, 
We had an opening match between Wolfgang of Gallus versus Flash Morgan Webster. This was a pretty solid match. Um, you know, fun to see Flash Morgan Webster flying around trying to overcome Wolfgang's power. Ultimately, he was not able to overcome it. Wolfgang got himself a win, which I think he needed because he's mostly been taking losses in every match that he's been involved with lately. Yeah. And he needs to continue to stay legitimate as the monster member of the Gallus stable. So that was fun. Uh, then we had a tag match, Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan versus Saxon Huxley and Tyson T-Bone, uh, which was an odd pairing. And <clears throat> I don't really love Saxon Huxley. I think Tyson T-Bone has some potential um, as a monstrous type guy. Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan is also a weird weird pairing, really. I did find it fun how Amir Jordan was trying to get Kenny Williams to do that dance that he does when he comes to the ring. Um Pretty decent match. It was fun. It was fun. I mean, that's the word I would use for it. And uh, ultimately, Kenny Williams scored the pin with a swanton bomb. Um, so, Which is always fun to see. Then they did a little bit more dancing afterward. <coughs> so, pretty fun tag match. Not a lot of tag matches on NXT UK, so this is kind of a change of pace. Um, and I believe Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams should be part of a story moving forward. There was a brief promo with Ginny, the fashionista talking about how tired she is of Tony Storm and all the accolades and attention she gets. Um, sort of a similar style to the kinds of promos that Rhea Ripley was cutting towards the end of their feud. Um, Ginny cuts a good promo. Uh, I'm not really a huge fan of hers, um, but she cuts a good promo. This was really good work. It felt genuine. It felt real. Um, she was answering questions and responding to them very strongly and very well and very in character, very sharp. So pretty decent promo. Um, then Eddie Dennis, a guy who I'm also really not a fan of, uh, Cut a promo revealing that he will be returning to NXT UK TV next week to go against Legero. Um, that match should be interesting. Um, yeah, so that that was just fine. But not an Eddie Dennis fan. There's just something about him. He's he's like a monstrous heel guy, but he's really lanky. Like he is as powerful as he's supposed to be. He he, you know. Uh, when Cindy and I were watching NXT TakeOver UK Blackpool, he had a match against Mastiff, who's a 300-pound man, and the, and he was repeatedly just lifting him and throwing him around, wow. no problem, even though he's this lanky guy. So he is as powerful yeah. as he's supposed to be, but lanky he doesn't look it. Yeah. yeah, well, not all lanky guys are strong. So. How dare you, sir? <laughs> How dare you? I wouldn't specify anybody. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I mean, I get why they like him, but there's just something incongruous about his abilities and his look to me that turns me off. Wow. Um, then there was an appearance from the Scottish supernova, Noam Dar, who uh, apparently will be moving over from 205 Live to NXT UK. Blend. But Noam Dar, uh, his promo was really funny. Uh, he actually got the crowd pretty heated by telling an English crowd that the most beautiful part of the United Kingdom is Glasgow. <laughs> so, that, was, that was pretty golden. That's amazing and probably not true. Are they? No, they're English. They're, yeah, yeah, they're English. English. Um, but yeah, really good promo from Noam Dar. Funny, charming, uh, like always. Uh, got a little heelish towards the end, turned against the crowd a little bit. They were really happy to see him to start out, which I was I was glad about um, because, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a fun personality. Um, towards the end, he dissed Mark Andrews, which did not sit well with Andrews to the point that he came out and went ahead and uh, roughed Dar up a little bit, threw him <gasps> out of the ring. So I guess that will be the beginning of a tiny person feud there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <Tiny person feud. laughs> they are very small men uh, uh, and then after that there was a little promo from Zaya Brookside talking about her upbringing as of course the uh, son of a legendary or 
the son, the daughter of a legendary wrestler who is now a trainer for NXT. Um, and the bullying she received, apparently, as a result of that growing up. So that is her justification for not liking bullies. And she believes the biggest bully in NXT UK is Rhea Ripley. And she is correct. And so that will be the start of that feud. Uh, I guess this is fine. Um, I'm a huge Rhea fan, so I want her to be on the TV more. So I was kind of hoping she would move to NXT or the main roster soon. Um, I thought that she had pretty much run her course after finishing up with Tony Storm. Yeah. Um, but if she is going to be around a little longer, maybe she'll give Zaya Brookside the rub on her way out and then move up then. But I really hope to see her at the very least in NXT before this year is out. So hopefully she yeah. moves up soon because she is Post ready. WrestleMania, anything is possible. Yeah, that's true. Superstar shakeups coming. Uh, after that, we had a debut, much anticipated debut from the Scottish Kaylee Ray. Uh, she went against Candy Floss, who is a young talent who I like. Um, mostly, it was practically a squash match. I mean, it was all, it was not blatant. It wasn't over in two minutes. They probably went four minutes. <gasps> so Candy Floss, wow. Candy Floss got a little bit of offense, but it was mainly <laughs> a squash match. So just some build for Kaylee Ray. And then in the main event, it was Valter, the ring general, teaming up with the Bruiserweights and the reigning WWE UK champion, Pete Dunne against the Coffee Brothers, and this was the best main event that NXT UK has had in its whole existence. Wow. And wow. This whole week of wrestling was just, oh. I couldn't believe what I was saying. I have i have trouble believing that. <coughs> oh, my goodness. It was so, so good. And All right, I'm going to watch this show, and on our follow-up yeah. episode for this week. At least watch the main event. Just watch Walter. I am going to call you out on your (laughs) shit if you are lying to me. Because the last time you made me watch Walter, it was Walter versus Ono. And it was fucking horrible. It was was so bad. In my defense, I was seeing the match live too. So it's not like I called you to see a match that sucked that I thought was good. (laughs) Okay. I realized it was bad after it started too. All right. All right. (laughs) Giving Uh, you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You can't put two fat brawlers into a ring together and expect a good match to happen. Especially when you're zooming in on those cottage cheese (laughs) thighs and nobody's getting any good cracks. And you know, no spoilers, but Cassius Ono wrestles next week in NXT UK and has a really good match. So if you put him with the right opponents, and it's the same thing with Walter. Um, in this case, these were good opponents, and uh, Walter playing off the bruiser weight. Cassius, please wear pants. Please. And I will also I, say, I bet you. One of the other developments uh, of my takeover binge last week was that I am a Pete Dunn fan now. I really didn't like him the first time I saw him. He would make. I saw him main event at NXT UK Takeover Blackpool. It was my first exposure to him. Match was way too long against Joe Coffey. I didn't like the whole finger bending, finger cracking stuff. Yeah, the finger stuff but sucks. It's it's, he, it's really lame. But he's really grown on me. I've seen him enough times now in enough matches that I mean, he's just a complete wrestler. I mean, he just does everything well. He's just he's exactly the kind of wrestler I like and that there are that he doesn't do one thing really well. You know, like Walter's a really good brawler. Waller brawls with you. He's not gonna jump off the top rope. He's not going to get into a grapple fest with you. He's just going to brawl with you, and he's going to beat you up, and he's going to do it really, really well. Ricochet is going to fly all over the place. He's going to do it really, really well. He's not going to grapple with you on the mat. He's not going to get into a striking fest with you. He's just going to fly around, and that's what he does. The wrestlers I like best are the ones that do a little bit of everything. The Seth Rollins, the AJ Styles, those kinds of people. They fly. They strike. They they grapple. They do it all. Uh, and Pete Dunne has established himself in my mind as one of those guys he can do all of it he has incredible athleticism he can fly when he needs to fly he's one of the best grapplers in the company i think already even though he's only 25 years old wow uh he's a fantastic striker um he's his storytelling his selling 
Uh, he's just, he is an, he is a complete wrestler and at a very young age, he's already been the UK champion for over 600 days when he's 25 years old. Mm. Um, he is, he is the rocket that NXT UK has been strapped to for its beginning for establishing itself as a legitimate brand. And they chose the right guy. (laughs) Uh, I just big Pete Dunn fan now. Um, so this match was really, really good. They told a really good story. Uh, there was one major botch in this match where Walter was supposed to go over the top rope and kind of got caught up and busted his face open, was bleeding for the rest of the match. Uh, so that was rough. But besides that, um, really, really fun stuff. Really good story was told. The tension between Walter and Pete Dunne, you could see it. You could see they were kind of trying to one-up each other. The Coffee Brothers came out looking pretty strong. Um, they were beating up on Walter for a while, which is good to see. It's good that you can have a monster character who has legitimacy as a monster, but also is an invincible Braun Strowman. Um, so they told a really good story. All of the guys showed what they do well. I really, really like this main event. Uh, Walter won with the power bomb. Um, and then him and Pete Dunn had a bit of a square off where, uh, the belt was on the ground near Walter, who was bleeding from the face which actually kind of added something to the face-off because he just looked so badass. Nice. And uh, you were wondering if he was going to give the title over to Pete Dunne. And after a brief stare down with some audience tension, he did end up just giving the title to him. So they're keeping Walter a, a baby face, obviously. Um, so this, so presumably if they have a match at TakeOver, which I don't know if they will yet because it hasn't officially uh, been announced, uh, it would be a match between two baby faces, which is always an interesting dynamic that some people don't like and some people do. I'm one of the people that do that does like it because I like competing champions. I like it when the wrestlers thing. are good. Yes. And these are two very, very good wrestlers. I think that they will have a match of the year candidate if they put them together one on one. But I swear to God, if they shake each other's hands after the match, I'm going to kill them. It's going to happen. I'm gonna, I hate it. It's I happen. hate the shaking hands. It's always going to happen with baby face it. versus baby Unless face. it's like a send off thing, like, uh, uh, you know, with. Uh, Kurt Angle or something like that that I can get with you know it's a it's a respect thing because he's done it for his entire career and uh, okay not when you just had one match <laughs> fuck off well this is a war zone this is a gladiators <laughs> arena we don't shake hands in the gladiators arena no, it's not it's gymnastics uh so <laughs> I gave the show an eight and a half this week um I did not think it was the best edition for the most part but once again, like I said about Raw, I always look at the beginning and the end more than anything else, more than everything that happens in between. I thought the opening match between Wolfgang and Flash Morgan Webster was really good. And I thought the main event was really, really good. I really liked the main So we got through everything, uh, but we're running a little late. So Dan had to uh, take off for the time being. Uh, but of course, he will return on the next episode, which we'll, we, we will have out to you pretty soon here once I get caught up on all the shows. Um so let's just run you through the news. Once again, we aren't going to have a topic uh, this week just because we had to review the pay-per-view uh, for Fastlane. Um, but there will be a topic next week, of course. So uh, we got a few small items in the news here. Um, the biggest one is that uh, Ciampa uh, is having neck surgery and he will be out for a while um, due to that injury. We believe he uh, sustained during that uh, great DIY uh, versus uh, Alistair Black and uh, Ricochet matchup at the uh, main event for that NXT match. Um, next up on the news, Las Vegas is uh, listed as the early favorite right now to host WrestleMania 37, uh, which 
you know, seems consistent with uh, a lot of the trends going uh, Las Vegas's way with the Oakland Raiders moving to Las Vegas and uh, uh, obviously the possibilities for WrestleMania there. Uh, it seems like uh, a lot of things are happening in Las Vegas. Uh, we, you know, the, the Las Vegas Knights and the NHL, uh, they just got their uh, team down there. So there's there's a lot going on there. It seems like the city to be in the near future. And um, as of right now, there seems to be no plan uh, for an Evolution 2, uh, uh, according to some of the news sources out there. So it uh, may be worth uh, looking into uh, if uh, nothing is appearing on the horizon, uh, because it certainly seems like that is not going to be happening anytime soon. So that's uh, pretty much all the news. Once again, I want to thank you all for sticking with us for another great episode of Hit the Mats Podcast. Uh, on behalf of Dan the Man Maloney and myself, I want to thank you for sticking around and listening and uh, tuning in. We, again, we do apologize. We did miss uh, a week or so there uh, where we were both just laid up sick. We did record one episode, but it, it was such poor quality and we lost so much of the audio that it just it wasn't worth putting up i tried and tried and tried editing and messing around with it for hours and i just couldn't get it to a place where i was comfortable putting out into the ether and honestly i think it would have been a discredit to us and to you our audience again if you uh are feeling generous we do have a patreon page uh the patreon does support both the wrestling podcast hit the mats and the uh, comic book podcast with emory saunders hit the books um all of these you can find on stitcher itunes uh spotify and on youtube and uh of course you can find links to all of these things on our website right on the main page at htbvids.com um you can also find our host blogs and whatnot there and plenty of other useful uh, tools and information, including uh, previous comic book covers of the week and all sorts of things. Um, our Patreon page is patreon.com forward slash hit the books. Our Twitter is at htbvids. Our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash hit the books. Our website is htbvids.com. Um, you can find links to basically every other feed and um, uh, avenue for watching or listening uh, on there. So be sure to check all that out. We are going to have a few more uh, audio streaming services in the future. It's just a matter of having the time to get it all sorted out because it does take time out of the day to get it all done. And uh, Dan, Emery, and I all work full-time jobs, so we don't uh, always have the most time on our hands to get stuff done. Um, And uh, I think that pretty much covers it. Again, we're trying to get back on schedule. It seems to be a never-ending battle to uh, stay up to date. Uh, now with two shows instead of just the one, it's it's a lot of work and it, it takes a lot of time. So please forgive us. Uh, please be patient with us while we get everything sorted out and we keep working on everything. Um, but I do anticipate we'll have more uh, fun content and new stuff to announce in the near future as long as everything progresses as we expect it to. Uh, again, thank you for sticking with us for another episode of Hit the Mets podcast. We will see you very soon. Goodbye.